Poop a big one and sing some amazing songs. Uh, folks, I could not be more excited. I've got some great news for you, some exciting stuff. Uh, the world is slowly coming to an end. This is when you want to sell your Bitcoin, sell all your gold. This is the time to get herpes and AIDS. This is, this is the time to be debaucherous because the end of the world is officially here. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple things have been going on in the world that we love and know. Uh, one, we are up for a podcast award, so follow us on Instagram. What? Inst <laughs> That's the voice of Jason what? Dick, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are up for a podcast award. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll, uh, I'll keep posting that link. I'm not going to let that go. Uh, also, the wonderful people of the world, uh, Laughable, which is a uh, Mark Cheers, our, our dear friend, returning guest, uh, internet, international, intercontinental champion. Way too over the top. Way too over the top. I appreciate it. The, the man who runs the ballroom at Marfa, the dance champion himself. Mm. You know him in the phone as Sexy Mark, ladies and gentlemen. He's joining us as well. But let's, so let's, let's, let's jump to this really quick party, people. So we've got a podcast award we got nominated for. So you got to vote. Please do. We, um, we're on Laughable, which is for comics. So, Jason Dick, this is thanks to you. You are the stand-up comic. And, and Laughable was like, you know what? Great. Let's get you guys on yeah. with, with the other, with the Burt Kreischers of the world and the Tom Seguras. Let's put, let's stream your content there. We're also on TuneIn now, oh. and uh, our our dear friend Matt, the, the GM here, is uh, he got a promotion. Uh, as people are asking, who's your producer? Who's always giving you guys beer? Maybe you know he should also give you a breathalyzer. I said, mind your p's yeah. and q's, you son yeah. of a bitch. Five p.m. Right? It's five p.m. somewhere. Somewhere allegedly. I've been up since four forty-five, so it's arguably yeah. happy hour time. I, I've been up since uh, since five a.m. Well, I just lost national tequila day last night, so so oh, you so you haven't you, 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 have, you yeah. haven't slept yeah. at all yet. And tequila is your dream. I mean, this is something you know a lot about tequila. So you know, a little bit, a little bit. You you know how it enters the body and all that stuff. So we want to thank everyone. I want to do a quick run back uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, and we're going to go from the beginning till now. I just want to give a couple of thank yous. One. Uh, I want to give thanks to Dirty Bills. Uh, you guys gave us our first little place to podcast. I greatly appreciate that. Austin Beer Works, thank you so much for being the first beer company to give give me beer to drink while doing the podcast. Uh, I also want to thank Montucky Cold Snacks, Independence Brewing, 
uh, all, all those people who kept giving us beers to make sure that we were fluid. Uh, you know, every bar who continues to give you Bud Light and shots of Crown. Suckers. Suckers. I want to thank uh, Bobby Cheatham and the Secret Studio, which is always fun. We haven't been back there in a while. It's professional. Oh, yeah. It's a very professional location. And, I mean, listen, we love Bobby to death, but it is um, that we, we've kind of found this fun groove and this fun home in what is Dive Bar here at uh, 1703 Guadalupe in Austin, Texas. And I can't thank Matt enough for hosting us. And every time I, I email him, he's like, yeah. And if he can't make it, he always finds someone that can. And they sit in here and they're like, what the fuck just happened for two hours? And I'm like, hey, hang on. <laughs> I assume all of this, the places that welcome us in, the free drinks, the, the nominations, this has all got to be based on your head of global sales skills, right? I, it can't I, be based on the quality of this podcast. I, I thought it was based on the fact that secretly you're Archer. And we can, as long as you're, as long as you're with I mean, me, as long as you're with me, we just keep falling into I, good things. I, I, I'm an old guy, but I remember listening to you when I was in college. So. Oh. <laughs> but I think I'm older than you, so I'm not calling you out. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's so, fine. Took, took me a while to go through college. Good. He's, good. he's a doctor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, uh, folks, today we are doing, we're, we're, we're going with a, with a classic that we've all seen. If you haven't seen, what I'd like you to do right now is take your hand, you want to ball it in a fist, you want to punch yourself in the face. And then go watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because this is what we're watching. Yeah. And who hasn't skipped work? Who, I, I mean, how many people skipped work for the Ladies' World Cup? A, a, a million people, just to, like, fuck work, I'm watching some hot women kick balls. And there's always one guy who's just like, now usually I pay for this on the side. Her name's Master Tina, but uh, I'll watch this instead. But also, congratulations to them because <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they rocked it way better than men. They should get paid oh more than God. the men. Hey, U.S. soccer, switch salaries. Pay those women a million bucks apiece and give those, give those dickheads that $10 a soccer ball. You know, give them some shitty sponsorship of like, what are you, you're on the cover of Wheaties? No, no, I'm on the cover of Weedos. Oh, Weedos, that's interesting. Yes. Spain, let's go talk. <laughs> let's go talk. Exactly. So Matthew Broderick, when he was young and skinny and... Um, who's and, the, and I'm just going to call this out. So please, call yeah, it out. Let's get it. it. I, 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 let's I get to it right now. I was driving when I heard y'all talking, when he came up, back off your vacations. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about Matthew Broderick not being a... a uh, Sex symbol. So, well, so yeah, it came up Not on, anymore. On, on my radio show two days ago <laughs> that uh, in the trivia, I guess our producer Nick wrote a question where he referred to Matthew Broderick as a heartthrob. And I just said, I, that seems inaccurate to me. Heartthrob is like this, particularly this era, I don't know, it's like. Do you think, real quick, I didn't interrupt, do you think the mom's hairdo here? Do you think <laughs> she inspired? Well, that's 80s. Yeah, but do you think she inspired that lady who had 20 kids and got that television show and then divorced her husband? Uh, eight, Kate plus Kate eight. Kate plus eight. I don't know why I involved Because you're speaking what, for her vagina. What happened, <laughs> what happened to them? Because well, I know they, she fixed her hair, yeah. so she couldn't complain to managers at Applebee's anymore. And then, <laughs> and then they got divorced. They got divorced. Mark, Mark is in the service industry. He sees that haircut walk in, and he's like, God damn it. We, we got problems, folks, on aisle eight. I'll, I'll have something later to comment in the movie on the service industry. <laughs> um, but MTV. Uh, MTV. Yeah. Video killed the radio star. We've talk, I bring this up all the time. Guess what? There's no videos on MTV anymore, yeah. and the radio is alive and Jason well. Jason Dick's still collecting checks, at least, <laughs> at least for a couple more months. But back to what you're saying. Oh, yeah, please. Okay, so I said Matthew Broderick. This guy, I mean, 
awesome, cool dude. If he, awesome, cool dude. If he walks into a bar in 1995, I don't know, what's the appropriate, when did this movie come out? 87? Yeah. Uh, really? Is it yeah. 87? God damn. <laughs> the, girl, yeah. the girl's driving a Fiero, a, yeah. a little bomb that she drove around that had the that the hot engine, and in between the hot engine and the passenger seat was the gas tank. Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> don't worry about don't that. Don't worry about that. You just put that gas tank anywhere. Uh, yeah, if he walks into a bar in 1987, he can have whatever chick he wants. But I think heartthrob is inaccurate, all right? Heartthrob implies, like, beefcake, abs, you know, there's something. He's a fun dude. He's just a, a cool, I, I, fun dude. I do 100% agree with you. And when I heard that, when I was driving down, go to work in the morning, and listen to that, it was like, 100%. I was like, I agree. Okay, 100%. So, yes. Oh, he, he's like, he's the guy you want to hang out with, be friends with. Right. He's not like Keanu Reeves back in the day or something. Yeah, like, he's not even Keanu Reeves now. Listen, 55-year-old Keanu or 65, uh, however he, old he is, he's still the guy. I mean, if anything, I just want to, I'm like, you don't have to drink. I understand. But could you sit next to me while I drink so in case something happens, you can take care of me? <laughs> Has there been a Keanu Reeves uh, talking during movies? Is there, is no, we got to do point, point break. break. I was gonna say, can, can we do a, a slight oh. call, not, not call forward to Home Alone? Sure, the Mohawk. Uh, the Mohawk. Yeah. yeah, that was. They pulled that Where, straight off that. John I've Hughes. always wondered where's that water going as he's singing. <laughs> what kind? Because if you got a shower curtain, well, he's not gonna. Spraying, no, but he's spraying the, the he could right. he could aim it at the other end of the shower. He's creating a huge mess here. Huge, he's got abs. That, that, look, uh, that, that is not, not, not he's got he's got very very tiny. He does not have heartthrob nipples. Those nipples are super tiny on him. You can rewind and see that, folks. And uh, I mean, he's very cutting edge with his headwear. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump would not approve. He would he would send him back to his country. Are we, are we getting political? <laughs> well, I'll get political right, right away. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's funny. I asked, I'll, I'll I, get in it. I, I, I don't want to jump just, into that. Simone, Simone, that. Simone's in it. She's, uh, it's, I just, and let's stop. Ben Stein? Ben Stein. Hell yeah. A, 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 amazing. The, the most famous line of the time. Euler. Euler. How is it that Euler. you have, and this is another reason probably why he's not a heartthrob, or why, how does Ben Stein and the greatness of this movie have the most quotable line. Right. In the greatness of everything that happens in this movie. Like this movie. Like Lifetime. Lifetime. I heard that. Like that that's yeah, a, a thing. That's probably a thing. lots of people who've never seen Ferris Bueller who do that or get that joke, get that Do you think our, our friends in China is, oh you haven't heard this Mark, so we're we're gonna we're getting on this uh, new social media app called Vapor. And okay. it's really just it's it's here in the US about I wish. It's unfortunately it's it's a, it's just a social media app that, that runs on blockchain so it's not bound. Okay. By um, by the borders, if you will. So China doesn't block it with their VPN. So what's funny is that we've been dropping videos in China, in Shenzhen and Hong Kong, and I keep getting these questions. They're all in Chinese and then a question mark. And I'm like, that's a good question. I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I think it's hilarious that you would drop, we're going to drop these movies they've never seen. Yeah. I'm wondering how many Chinese people have heard Bueller. Yeah. Like, does that resonate in any way, mm. or is there 1.6 billion people on this planet that haven't heard Bueller, and are we going to be the ones to introduce them to it? Like, like culturally, yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> any one of us, like, someone made a joke about that, you're like, oh yeah, it's, it's funny, I heard that 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, whatever. Whatever. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, champ. However, over there, 
they might be like mind blown. <laughs> Who are these funny people? Like in 86 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you, um, who was, who's the, uh, I'll start with you, Mark. Who's, who's the Cameron in your life? Who's the guy that you'd love to hang out with, but dude, you've got to poke and prod and work your ass off to get them to come out. I, I, but you I, like to torture them. It's I, fun. I'll be honest. Um, I don't believe in Cameron. And <laughs> if you look, when they get the Ferrari, it says mm -hmm. nervous on the back. Yeah. I was the Cameron. You I were was, the Cameron? I, I was the Bandor. I was the drum major. I was... I played soccer and you know, other stuff, um, but I was the dork. But who's that? But now you're not. Who's the Cameron in your life? Oh, that's I. I, I don't. Have to <laughs> <guess>. Listen, <laughs> you're, you're asking a lot, right? I know. Jason Dick already knows that it's Nick. No, <laughs> poor Nick. <laughs> I, I was actually going to just Nick just put a cigarette out and went, fuck you, to someone <laughs> yeah. who didn't, doesn't know why. I, Nick is a good one, too, because, yeah, he just wants to sit at home and stay high. Unless you're going to pay him. I would, yeah. Now I kind of think I got some Cameron in me. Now that I'm, I'm old and busted and uh, yeah. you eight years younger than head of global. It, it, it makes you better, right? But, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, look, I used to, literally, maybe even this recent, like five years ago, I'd be like, Friday night, we're about to fucking tear this place apart. And now I'm like, I can't wait till Friday when I can sit at home and, Drink a bottle of wine and watch TV by myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I'm fun. All, all of my neighbors are Cameron. So my wife was gone, and I apologize. I, uh, I was going to see you on Saturday night last weekend, and I got too drunk. So I started off the morning, 9 a.m., texted all of my friends. I had four different kinds of whiskey. I had French press coffee. I had donuts, and I had fresh fruit. And I said, bitches, my house. Let's get fucked. And they're like, well, I got to mow the lawn. And then someone else is like, you know, I'm just I'm a little tired. You know, the, the kids and I have been traveling, and it's summer. And one of my buddies, uh, one of the former guests in the podcast, uh, David Hawley from Economy Magazine, was like, I'll make it. He comes down, and my other buddy Sherwin comes down, and he brought his, like, 13-year-old daughter. And I'm like, this is a good place for her to learn about bad Excellent. words Excellent. and me doing drugs. <laughs> so we, uh, we hang out, and we have different kinds. We just do whiskey shots and coffee little Baileys, little Kahlua, we're trying everything. Donuts and just having fresh fruit. We get done about 11 and I get a call. Oh, look, a tour manager is calling me. Uh, we get a, we get a, um, we, we get a mess around, we're having fun. And um, he goes, let's go to Pluckers. Now you like Pluckers. Love Pluckers. Never been to a Pluckers. You've never, what, really? Nope. So I, I've never eaten Whataburger? Let me do a shameless plug right here. Please, shameless plug, oh. go ahead, please. So I'm, uh, Corporate uh, manager, uh, real, real quick, real quick, before the places. shameless plug, before the shameless plug, marketing person, you might get an email from me. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm the corporate bar manager for AKX Brands. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people have heard of BBG's Happy Chits. Yep. We're expanding into a third location. Uh, it includes Flones uh, and Flagway Mustarita, and we're opening a awesome speakeasy right next to the Driscoll. Wow. Dope. Uh, call it Jay Stevens. Is it, are you not going to call it Haunted? I mean, it's next to the Driscoll, the most haunted mm, place in no, Austin, well, Texas. Well, Jake, it's named after Jay Stevens, who was the son of the Texas Comptroller, and you can look this all up. Um, and he embezzled tons of money. <laughs> I like, from, no, from now I'm liking this. Furniture shop. Committed suicide two feet uh, from where he built the bar. Uh, also, uh, if this bar doesn't awesome, make, if this awesome. bar does not make any money, I'm just saying <laughs> you put it in the name, okay? Like if they're like, I can't believe there's no profits here. But, well, that, that, that'll open <laughs> end of August, but 
on top of that, uh, Happy Chicks is about to start dancing wings, so I'd oh. love, love for you to try them and hire them. I would be happy to. Uh, I, I love wings. So I so I got the um, so we went there. I was a little boozy already. Got the big got a big Bud Light in honor of Jason Dick. Yeah. I'm like I'm at Pluckers. I'm at a big Bud Light. Oh, right. Go have some fun. Also, I'm the person who's never eaten Chick Fil A and never eaten Whataburger. So this is my what first. What the fuck is that? This is not the <laughs> podcast right now. I know. I, I, I want to walk out right now. You I dare not. Burger? No. Chick Fil A is one thing. You can even say that I'm doing had... it for uh, you know morality reasons. Because I, I, I'm not a cab driver. But... Drive me home through the Whataburger driver. Oh, different. Like, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a big bill. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. It's like ten years ago. Like, how how long have you been in Texas? Ten years. Man, and nobody's just, well, you haven't been with somebody who's going to Whataburger? That's ludicrous, man. No. Dude, is... you know my Irish goodbyes. I just right. leave. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Uh, like, you say, hang out at 616. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. You'll call me and be like, where did you go? And then two days later, I'm like, hey, I saw that uh, you called. I'm sorry. I, I left. And you're like, no shit, you left. <laughs> so we've def- we have we defined our, our Camerons. Uh, I think we can all agree we're probably we, at one point in time in our lives we were we, we dabbled in who are we were the Ferris Bueller we're the instigators the troublemakers the the person who who we, we didn't have all the toys per se I mean like listen this I mean, is he just put a floppy disk into his keyboard, his keyboard. I mean I'm I'm more I'm more shocked I'm more shocked that there aren't people mad at this movie for the portrayal of white affluence as it is of oh. Ferris Bueller. It, and if they remade, if they remade Ferris Bueller, I, 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 I what will, nationality would he be? I, I will say oh. it, it comes full circle towards then. It does. And it's something that I you, you struggle it. with. I, I was like, how, how do we go? No way, you're gonna spoiler alert to <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like uh, Indian American. You know? Is that our new Ferris Bueller? Yeah. It like goes, so at the end, it's a like Bollywood dance instead of... Or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I firmly believe films like this, it, it's infected me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely after me as far as generations. I, I firmly hold on to I'm a Gen Xer. Yep. Because I don't want to be a millennial. Sure. Now, you're, year you're, on, you're on, I was going to say, you're right uh, on the cusp. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one year out. 74, baby. I'm a for sure Gen Xer. There's no yeah. bullshit about it. I, I'm telling, so I, I'm going <laughs> to hang on to that for, <laughs> dear God, I'm going to call myself Gen X, not millennial. But it's like, movies like this, they're great, um, but I think they produce kind of what we're seeing now. You think so? Yeah. Do you, um, besides this this crazy, how was, how was, you know, you already talked a little bit about high school. Jason, we've talked about you running the show in Round Rock. It's a good old days. How would tell you, was I running the show? <laughs> running the show in Round Rock. <laughs> Maybe. Running the show what, in what, Round what Rock. High school, yeah. Round Rock High School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I always forget which stories I've told on the air. <laughs> some of them are definitely lies. And so when it says running the show, I'm like, heck, the ironic, I have no idea. I don't remember what I said. Now, do you remember your principal in high school? Do you remember his uh, name or her name? Yes. Um... Do you have a male or female principal? I think I re- didn't. I talk about this on last week's episode. I don't. Know. You, had, I, you had a female uh, principal, right? Uh, yeah, my our, our freshman year, there was an old dude, and then he retired, and then they brought in a woman named uh, Sherry Blackett. What's up, Miss Blackett? Are you still out there? She uh, she uh, stopped a school shooting with yeah, her bare hands. She uh, she at her previous wow. school, like some kid had a gun, and just she like everybody was freaking the fuck out, and she just walked straight up, walked up on this kid, and said, "Give me that gun." The kid, like, 
I ought to shot her in the leg. <laughs> the but out of, out of respect. <laughs> he's like, I, you asked politely, there you, yeah. there you go. The kid just fucking gave her the gun. And I was like, all right, uh, well well played, I guess. And it, yeah, somehow she did, then took the assignment of the mean streets of Round Rock, Texas to clean up Round Rock High School. Clean up Round Rock High School. We couldn't wear red shirts for a whole year to, so as, as to combat the gang activity. They, it was running rampant. How did that impact Dairy Queen sales? I'm <laughs> just curious. I, I, I'm surprised it's running rampant in uh, Round Rock. Like, I, I grew up in Houston, so yeah. In the Astros, ice, uh, beautiful yeah, Astros uh, jacket uh, you're wearing. That is pretty sweet. I'm rocking it today because. Are you putting forth the energy of the I, Astros? I'm, I'm going to guarantee they're going to win the World Series today. Oh! Wow! Putting it out there. Putting it out there. I like right. that. I like that a lot. Uh, do you remember your uh, your high school principal? I do. It's uh, Gregory Lozano. Oh, Gregory Lozano. Only wow. because my mother was a teacher at the school I went to. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that, that uh, nips a lot of shenanigans right in the butt. Um, and I was best friends with the principal's son, Gregory. Or, I'm sorry. Wow. Gregory Lozano was the, the, the principal. Son. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Son. Yeah. Um, his, his father was just Mr. Lozano. Yeah. I never knew but his first we, name. We, we, we were best friends since like, Why do I know our first name? Fourth grade, so. Damn. Going up. So when we got in trouble, it was like. You guys got in trouble. It wasn't like, you know, the principal's office, like, go sit in this room. Shit. <laughs> My Big Fork, Montana, a gentleman bald with a mustache that would make Burt Reynolds blush, Steve Racky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was built. Racky. He was, he was also very muscular, very built, wore tight white shirts that were short-sleeved with the thin black tie. <laughs> I was like, hey, how's Germany? <laughs> He's like, not funny. I'll see you in my office. I was like, whoa, one Hitler joke. And you're like, go to my office. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> he wasn't very nice. But I, I went back. He was still uh, he was still the principal. And I, was, I had launched this brewery in Montana called Black Star Beer, Great Northern Brewing Company. And we, um, I, I was traveling the US and the person who got the largest tattoo that I have on my body, I have a, I have a where do they replicate on the back, of, on my back, a bucking bronco, like the Wyoming license plate. Yeah. The person who got the biggest one and showed up to Whitefish, Montana on Valentine's Day and I think 1999, we gave him a Harley Davidson. And so for a year, I was on the road driving from bar to bar, drinking, giving away temporary tattoos, and uh, driving this Harley Davidson inside of bars, thinking it was funny, yeah, not worrying yeah, about asphyxiation yeah. or anything else. I didn't think about those things, revving it up in there, being like, Puh! I'm like, pussy, you know, having fun. And I came back to the school to say hi to some of my teachers, and I wondered why I got in so much trouble with the principal when I drove a beer truck with a trailer with a Harley in it, and the back of the truck was full of 75 cases of beer. He's like, don't worry, Jason. No one's going to steal that beer out of the back of your truck that's <laughs> illegally parked in the fire lane that I'm going to get towed if you don't leave this fucking school ground. I'm like, what is the big deal? And he's like, I don't know. You brought booze onto a high school campus, you fucking moron. And I was like, first of all, language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, language. I, I, I kind of feel that would fit in, in Texas. <laughs> Just nicely. fine? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, you know... Can we comment on, on her hair? On the uh, on the, his hair too. On well, both of their hang hairs. On. Let, let's of this uh, Mr. Rooney. Yes, Mr. Um, Rooney. I know we do no research for this program. 
No, it's okay. Man. Isn't that motherfucker a pedophile? I don't know. I mean, he I'm looks like sure, one. No, 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 no. Not, <laughs> not the character of Ed Rooney. The actual actor. The actor? Some, Jeff, Jeffrey Jones? Is that his name? Here, I'm going to... I'll go I, I, I was trying to look it up because, before uh, I came over here, being late. Um, that was part of the why. I was yeah. late, so... Do you like that little chance fun? And Rooney's office. <laughs> I like I like the way she does it. He's like, well, ma'am, your son has exceeded his weight, two, three, and then just yells for her all the time like a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's got a horrible mustache. He was also the bad guy in Howard the Duck. I was just going to say, uh, Howard the Duck, that's let's it. add that I, to I was trying to place it, yeah. He was, wasn't he, isn't he sort of like the helpful scientist for a little while and then he gets possessed and becomes yep. a bad guy? Or is he always the Yeah, bad I mean, guy? Howard the Duck is, is a DC that's or Marvel comic movie. book that also seems I to rip off, rip off or get, or, or got ripped off by Ghostbusters. Well, do you remember the original Howard the Duck that was on TV? Yes. Okay. That, that was, I, I'm 90% sure it was uh, DC. DC. Yeah. Does she fuck the duck? Yeah, because there's a <laughs> condom off the side. And Christian groups freaked out because they're like, this is bestiality. This is the beginning of people fucking animals. Thanks a lot, Howard the Duck. And I was like, first of all, the duck used a condom. It's not like she's getting pregnant by the duck. Stop. We're not gonna have any weird yeah. half duck, half human babies. We, we, yeah. We've come a long way because, like, one of my favorite bars in New York, um, Dead Rabbit, they, they, <laughs> they have a half human, half rabbit, like sociopath um, that they're marketing the menu on. Stop. It's awesome. Their drinks are amazing, so I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying, like, we went from Howard the Duck to now to. Like, how yeah. now? I have a question for you, and I, and I mean this in all sincerity. Matt and I were talking as I was setting up, and I, and I and because you're you you you've run these bars and you understand this uh, a lot more than I do. I'm, I'm very curious. Um, how does a bar where it takes you know seven to ten minutes to make a cocktail make any money? Is it the cost of the cocktail that makes them? I mean, no. I, I'm not trying to knock it in any way. Because when I've gone to those places, I've enjoyed the cocktail. I guess my, my, my bigger problem is that it just takes so long for me to get one versus opening it can't a can be of beer. seven to ten minutes, though, right? It can be. I'll sorry. try to say this as best as I can. Please. So we, yeah. we make, make it faster yeah. than making a cocktail. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I came from Midnight Cowboy, where it took a long oh, time. Okay. Original cocktail bar. Yeah, awesome. Learn everything I have. We talked about this yep. when we did Die Hard. I'm now running multiple bars and took everything I learned. Uh huh. And there's something called bashing. Okay. And when you bash liquors together, yep. You're not having to pull three, four bottles of bitters. You can't batch citrus. You can't batch things that are going to go bad. Okay. But you can make a very complex cocktail really quick, having just one bottle to pour that. Add the citrus. Add the bitters, everything else. Yeah. Do people do people who see that freak out? They're like, wait, wait, wait. No. I thought there was supposed to be more to this. They honestly like, don't. And they try it. Oh, they try it. They love it. The, but are they, are they there for the cocktail or the show sometimes? Maybe this is more of questions you, for if we do cocktail. You, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you can make you can make a show with batching. Okay. Like it, it's like most people don't know what's going on. Like, sure. If you're grabbing Strega, dry curacao's. Weird stuff. They don't know. No one cares. No one cares. You have a bottle and they like what you're putting in their mouth. Yeah. That's all that matters. My one trip to Midnight Cowboy, uh, I upset the drink cart man who had an adorable mustache. 
because, uh, and shame on me, I was like drunk when I showed up there. <laughs> but well, I, shame on, shame I was, on them for not. As most people are. I was just saying, yeah. I was incredulous that they didn't have Fireball. I just wanted Fireball, and he's like, oh, Jesus he's telling Christ. me about all the different important whiskeys, and I was like, just make one of them into Fireball. You got a whole cart full of goodies there, fucking make me some make Fireball. Me fireball. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah. In our new speakeasy, Jay Stevens, um, I'm bringing in, see how you feel about this, uh, Screwball. This is a what is Screwball? Peanut butter whiskey. Nope, I'm out. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> you got oh, it? Oh, oh, okay. Let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's uh, our producer, Matt. I, <laughs> you fucks. I, he runs this. Guess what? He's got a real job. He runs this goddamn bar and lets us in. Stop calling him a producer and emails. <laughs> I, I made it a peanut butter jelly shot. Oh, no, you did not. Shot. Okay. What? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I did. What? Hold on. <laughs> for, for the year of this movie, for, for old school, and let's see when we were watching this and enjoying this and rewatching it again with our friends in college. What was your shot of choice in the 90s when you were starting to drink? What was your shot of choice? Oh, it's a full shot. Okay. <laughs> peanut, peanut butter, jelly. That would be bad producing if you just brought it. <laughs> it would be bad. You're such an asshole. Get out of here. Get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going we're gonna to shoot some peanut butter whiskey. Smells good. Smells good? All right. Here's the good friends tonight. It's kind of special. It's not terrible. I take everything I said back. Mm, mm, mm. I would like that in coffee. I mean, it, 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 dogs, I would like that on my, my dog loves looking at peanut butter. It's good enough for her. It's good enough for me. This is the Matt. I can't believe you carry that. That was amazing. That's delicious. By the way, it's eleven fifty-nine a.m. and I've had two, <laughs> we're, we're, we're two whiskeys. That's fine. Don't worry about me, guys. Don't worry uh, about his liver. Who's off to? Who's that grabbing for a microphone? I think that uh, I'm I'm the youngster of the group. Yep. I might not have drank until the year two thousand. So I I don't think in I the, had in, I drank in the nineties. In the year two thousand, I was doing shots of wait for it. Wondered why I was. Uh, 320 pounds, full blown going in, getting bottles of Newcastle, and oh, following wow. up You're New fancy. following up Newcastle with a Scooby snack. Scooby snack, remind me of that one. That's a. Uh... <laughs> he just threw up a little bit in his mouth. Uh, no, no, just no. turned his head. Went, mm. No, I actually at 508 for this industry. If you're listening, added a Scooby snack on the the entry. And a Scooby Snack is a Lone Star and a shot of whiskey. Oh no, oh. Scooby Snack, the shot with the green liquor and the cream. Uh, some but green liquor. It, it used to be a bad one, but I made a better one. Yeah. Just uh, do it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I remember we used to do that. We used to do Scooby Snacks. That was that was one, and the other shot. They were always like these weird, aggressive. Well, it was Lunchbox at Beauty Bar. Okay. Lunchbox? Yeah, yeah. Matt Shaking so Sounds. I would get like, it at, uh, what's that place on airport called? Barflies. Oh, oh, oh I was, that, I I was it, thinking I about think the strip joint involves, that everyone gets that, shot at. I feel at. like that one involves you. That, that, that's my best story of my bartending life. Do tell, do tell. I, hopefully, I won't, won't get arrested after this. Um, so Statue Mark, of limitations, it's up, don't worry. So, Marcus is the guy that hired me for uh, Houston's restaurant before it was uh, called. Whatever it's called now, it's the owner that passed away. Um, but went in there, um, was bar bar backing. That was my first like bartending job in, in Austin. Um, this was about ninety nine, two thousand. 
And uh, he was opening Barflies, and Marcus opened, went on to open mugshots, everything else. Yeah. Um, he would take us in there all the time when we got off work, when they opened up, hanging out, drinking. My 21st birthday comes around, I go in there. <laughs> I'm like having a great time. It's like it's great to see. He's like, wait, you're 21 today. <laughs> I've never Maybe. seen someone more mad at me. Really? But, and this was. I, I why? Why? Like why was he good. mad? I'm just so curious. Well, I mean, <laughs> he invited me. I was just like, not, sure. Not, I'm not putting on blast by any any stretch, but um, yeah, is. We um. I remember I had my buddy's fake ID, so I used to have to put in. Uh, well, I hit his ID. It was his real ID. <clears throat> but so I'd go to the eye doctor and I was like, hey, can I just try a set of your, I just want to see what I look like with blue eyes. Because my buddy John had, John Rasmussen had blue eyes and I had his ID and he was two years older than me. So when he was 21, I was 19, I had his ID and I would just cruise around. And I just put blue contacts in and they'd look and they'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, look, blue eyes, bro. Like, sorry. Yeah. Look, blue eyes, blue bro. eyes, bro. That's solid commitment. Solid commitment. Cost me a hundred bucks to get that done, and loved it because I just go through. Well, I was drinking at these bars in Whitefish, and then I turned twenty-one, and I remember walking in, and handing the guys like, ah, you know, cops are here to see your ID. I was like, here you go. And he's like, it's your birthday, John. Yeah. I'm like, nope, Jason. <laughs> Tricks on you! <laughs> That's how I felt, and I felt like the biggest asshole to Marcus. Um, I was just like, sorry, but also sorry, not sorry. Brother. Love you. How about we hug it out? Yeah. Get I, it done. I may be two years older in the city of New Orleans, according to criminal records, uh, because I. With your real name? Yeah, I went to. So, or, fake ID number three for me. So said Jason Dick? Two. Uh, it was my real ID. There was this guy I met in college who would take your ID and yep. change the date on it. So he changed my birthday from 11 to 11 And I remember when I got it back, it looked so fucking doctored. It was but, like the worst Photoshop you'd ever seen. But also, can we talk about Captain Giggles over here that's like, I mean, if you made it 69, that'd be cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I get 79. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so I had an ID that uh, was uh, doctored and it worked everywhere, including uh, the time that I was arrested in New Orleans. And um, I, the whole thing, the whole arrest process was kind of foggy to me. But when they let me out, I remember them giving me my ID back. It said 11 1979 on it. And I was like, did I fool the fucking New Orleans Police Department with this ID? The, uh, a, a, a corrupt department that's drunk 99% of the time? So, yes. So I have two questions. Yeah, I'm from New Orleans. Um, are you You're from, from New Orleans? Orleans? Well, my, half my family is. Oh, okay. It's great, um, man. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a question, that's a statement. No, my, my, my uncle had like two big sailing bands. I, I started playing when I was nine years old, like trombone. I think we talked about this. Yes, we did. Yeah, prior. But yeah, it, it's like they're, they're like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> there you go. And be like, take off. It's all see ya. It's all good. I hear the two best and worst places to watch a football game are a New Orleans, the Saints, and b Oakland, Oakland Raiders. Oh, uh, Oakland. Yeah, I mean, Oakland, it's a human zoo. 
those people are, are batshit crazy just because they're like, I like to dress like whatever they think a raider should I, look I, like. I, I'm going to add a third to this. Sure. I, I think I'm going to brush back on you on this. Uh-oh. Cowboys? I grew up in Houston, so I'm a Texas fan. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Uh, All right. Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I never want to go there ever again. The new one? Ever. Again. What happened? What happened? Did you have a bad experience there? Or? It takes so long to get there. It takes so long to get back. Oh, it's out of the middle assholes. of nowhere. I wouldn't even, yeah, in terms of like a football watching experience, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't swear by it. I wouldn't hate it either. But the place is just unbelievable. Have you been there to Jerry World? To no, I'm, I'm waiting for them to do what F1 does where I can helicopter I, I, in I, I, and then I, I, helicopter I out. With, um, uh, and bar tequila. Okay. I did a sweet and everything. I would imagine that should have been um, a nice. Our rep who was getting a ride for us had a gun pulled on him. Oh my or, god. So I was just kind of like, and my family is from Cedar Park. I guess. Right See, off the, so I was the, the like, Cedar Park up there, not the Cedar Park down here. The, Cedar Park in, in Dallas. In um, Dallas, yeah. The Cedar Park Cedar down Cedar here. Park? They have, I guess the, the Cedar I, Park I, I, here. I love Dallas. I love Cowboys. Like, I always root for. Any Texas team, yeah, hundred percent. But I was just like, yeah, the stadium. You're right. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Parking is a fucking nightmare. But it's just like, I mean, it's a spectacle. You should see. They, the, the 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 scoreboard, the screen, is bigger than this fucking block. Like, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> my my wife right. has as a friend, and they've offered me to go, and then just let me stand on the sidelines and watch the game. But I just haven't done it because I hear it's just it's kind of hard to get to. Getting up there and getting in and getting out. Oh, it's, it, and I and I'm pretty sure on the sidelines, like they're not going to let me drink as much as I want to. Standing next to the standing next to the Troy Aikman, <laughs> being like, "Hey Troy, one of the cocktail." He's like, "I haven't had one yet with you." I'm like, "Well, Troy, if you want one, I'm on the air. Stop your nonsense." So, by the way, love the Cowboys. Anytime the Texans are out. I'm 100% Cowboys. So every time? So every time. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Shots fired. I, I, I'm Texans first. Texans first. Once they're out, I'm 100% behind the Cowboys. I have a beautiful uh, hoodie with a Cowboys Nike and Blades thing. So now what do you think about Nate Paul, billionaire Austin to, uh, Austinite, who is trying to bring professional football with uh, the Charles guy from uh, Kansas City, former running back from Kansas City. Uh, bringing professional football and or, and or basketball, Jamal Charles, yes, to, um, Austin. to Austin. What do you think about that? I, I like it. Well, hang on. Professional football, you mean like uh, NFL. the NFL football? Yeah, to Austin. I don't know that an NFL... Texas, do you don't think Texas is big enough for that? I don't know that we have... I, I mean, the NFL is... Where is it going to go and fail? Uh uh, where is it going to go and fail? That's what I mean. It, they're so they're so big that it's it's going to work. Anywhere. It's failed in a lot of places. Uh, it fails in a lot of places. I, the NFL? Yes. So, uh, so, look so, at look at how did Baltimore get a team? <laughs> Cleveland failed. This my weird hook on this on sports. Um, I'm more an NBA guy. Okay. Um, and you have the Spurs. You have the Rockets. They have dominated NBA for decades and, and they're relevant so it could happen I don't know if Austin can really 
compete and hold a team between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Austin getting bigger and bigger, and uh, to could, could I mean, I, I suppose be the size of a town. They, I mean, Green Bay, Wisconsin has a fucking NFL team, so I don't think that that's impossible. Uh, and if if they were to have the NFL here, of course, I would love it. I don't know. I think I'd still be a Cowboys fan, but I'd go to really? a lot of games. Uh, I just am afraid. I don't want any. But what if you became the voice of the Austin NFL team? Then I'm in. Then I'm in. I'm seriously trying to learn about soccer because we're getting an MLS team. Can I ask one question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we have some more Texans representation on one on that on the morning show? Yes, because I'm a huge Texans fan. I love your show. Just a little bit, like I get it. This is like when I meet people and they're like, dude, I love you. I love 101X. AWOL Nation is the best fucking band ever. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, they're great. great. They are great. I oh, just, no. <laughs> this morning, I am. you put a song on that my daughter likes, and she goes, I'm just glad Jason Dick finally put a song on that I liked. <laughs> I said, and I said, honey, I think he just pushed his button. And she goes, yeah. no, he knows I'm listening. Oh, that like, was for her. Keep, keep uh, the power alive. I was in advance of her sixth birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only requesting for the Texas fans that like the Texans. Yeah. So like show, give us a little bit of Time. All right, I I've tried football season. I think I yeah, it's right. So so now Jason right Dick, yes. we're uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Where yeah. they're 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 in Chicago. Right, I love you, Chicago. You have spent some time in I Chicago. Love Chicago. It's probably yeah. is Chicago my second favorite U.S. city behind me. Austin is it's it's number John one. John Hughes, like it's one of his to Chicago. Oh, to Chicago. He said that. Yeah. This uh, movie is his own Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. it's. But you've also uh, notoriously maybe overserved yourself or been overserved in Chicago, <laughs> where you disappeared. Uh, Lollapalooza disappeared. Oh hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, we, we could all say that about all of us. <laughs> we get all, a, yeah, yeah. No, I tried. I tried once. I was uh, I was in Chicago and we're messing around. I was doing some work up there. And then I left the, the process early because it said I had to catch a plane that was earlier than it was supposed to be. And I stopped by the bar on the uh, red line going to the airport. And I said, could, I looked at the bartender and I said, I'm going the red line to the airport. Could you give me a bar crawl for me to get there? My flight's at 11. And the guy was like, uh-huh. And so he called like four people over and they made all the stops and told me all the bars to stop at and which bars not to stop at and what that meant. And I went in there and had a great time. That was my story coming out of Mexico City after two weeks. You did a bar crawl to the airport in Mexico City? I installed a bar in Mexico City two weeks. How was that? How how do you like Mexico City? Uh, I mean, it's a busy place. Best city in the entire world. Really? uh, Minus the smog? If you have not been to Mexico City, go. There's nothing crazier than flying into Mexico City because 45 minutes before you hear the captain say... Uh, everyone, we're about to land. You start seeing a city. And so you're seeing the city, and you're like, are we going to land anytime soon? Yeah. And you're seeing a city, and, 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 and you're city. seeing a city, and you're seeing, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like, uh, tray table's up. And, and, and uh, put your... 5.7 million people. Yeah. Damn. Safest city I've ever been in. Really? I would encourage anyone to you, you, So you don't watch Denzel Washington movies? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't accurate. Wow. Denzel, you're on blast. Sir. Glory? Was Glory in Mexico City? When I... No, there's the one where he rescues the girl who gets kidnapped. Uh, yeah. He's the boozy. It, it's 
Airplane? Airplane. Wait, the airplane something. What's the fucking one? The pilot? What's the one where he's drunk pilot? Where he tries to become Tom Hanks. He's like, hey, who doesn't want to travel with me now? Flight. Flight. Yeah, flights. Where he does the flip. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, you know me for a long time. Like, if you go and not be an idiot, you're gonna have fun. Foreign countries. You traveled recently. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Did my best to not be an idiot. Yeah. You'll be fine. Like, people. Welcome money. They're not going to be upset. That's true. You can go get in trouble in New York City, San Francisco, Seattle, Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. I like that. Here, let me tell you the Chicago story. I don't know if this Please. is what you're teeing me up for, Jason. No, I'm teeing you up for a lot of things. It's funny because when you said <laughs> I've been overstored in Chicago, I started thinking, I was like, oh, that's one of the towns I mostly mind my P's and Q's in. And then I forgot Lollapalooza because that, <laughs> that doesn't seem like Chicago yeah, festival. It's like those are like international waters. Okay, I don't know if that shit should count, but yeah, Chicago oh, it counts. Two thousand and eight, probably nine. I don't know. One of those years. Uh, we are at Lollapalooza, and uh, I have uh, been hanging privilege in the back of the VIP area, just drinking Red Bull vodka all day. And uh, and when do you make your best decisions? Tired or drunk or <laughs> wide awake and drunk? Right, both. <laughs> they were. I remember my friends were trying to get me to get in a cab and go back to the hotel so that they could stop. The, they weren't forced to babysit me, and they're trying to like push me to the gates. And so I literally just ran. I just ran to get away from them. I was like, "Leave me alone!" <laughs> and so I run away from them. And I'm uh, again. The servicing. Classic. By the way, we're gonna go right to servicing after this. Yes. Uh, This is. I'm I'm, uh, hanging out in some backstage area when uh, nature calls. Not not the easy to deal with nature too. I've got a got a (laughs) two situation I gotta deal with. You've got to become squat and run. And I'm literally just like I'm walking around in the backstage area yes. and there's a million just like there's all these productions and this is at, not, at what but, point are you walking around are your butt cheeks are you drunk <laughs> with clenched butt, butt cheeks like are you stumbling like, the, the high end port body well see that's the thing this is not in the like backstage like fun glamorous area where there's uh, uh, you know bars and VIP. are you in the kids backstage I'm in the, in the production area where there's portables of people who are just working <laughs> this is they're working and I'm just like, all right, this is it's an emergency. I gotta go. And so I just Wait, roll just, up. Just imagine him walking up. You've got the headset on. Edith Burkell's trying to come on. Like, yeah, she's a ghost. Do you have a place for poopy pants? Well, I just, I just poopy, poopy, poopy. roll up. <laughs> I roll up. <laughs> to this, uh, this one, it's just a portable little trailer thing. And I just fucking plop up the stairs and I just. You know, to kick the door in. I'm like, what up? And there were a couple people. Sit- the door in. There were a couple people sitting on the uh, on the. Ca- There's like a little couch there, and they look at me and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm Let just like, poop. hi, how's it going? And I just walk right past them and go into the bathroom, and I handle my business and I take care of it. I didn't leave the place any. You know, I probably would have. Should have lit a match or something like that. I don't <laughs> Probably know. should have lit a match. Uh, and then I there's someone that is Edie back on. God damn, what happened? Like Edie fell. Edie fell. No, he didn't fall. Someone shitting here. <laughs> Holy God! I Sorry, just, really, listeners, I'm like dropping my mic and crying right now. <laughs> I walk out. I just walk out and I like pass the same people and I'm just like, all right, good night, thank you. Uh, and I leave and I go back to the festival and I had a great night. I only got that off my. Chest got that off my ass. What do you? I don't know. Uh, Drop, <laughs> dropping weight. Just making room. Things were fine then. 
And so then we're at the evening plays out. It's fine. The next day we're back there, day two or three of Lollapalooza, and I see my friend who works for the festival has probably helped hook me up and get me into this. And he's like, "Hey, what the fuck did you do? What the fuck is it?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa what did I do? What, what, what happened? I do? What, I, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Last night, fucking 9:30, the radio starts going nuts." <laughs> Because they say you're in Perry Farrell's trailer shitting. <laughs> well, and I was like, what? And so, yes, I was in Perry, the founder of Lollapalooza, okay. singer of Jane's Addiction. I don't know if he was one of the guys on the couch who I just was like, hey, what's up? But apparently, yeah, I went in his trailer and okay. had a movement. Had a movement. The best part, I was like, fuck. Because then I was like, I was like, Oh, damn, I'm sorry. Am I in trouble? And he was like, look, I don't know if this is going to be lucky or what this means, but you, mu- you might be able to dodge this one because when they came on the radio, they, they said, Andy Dick is in Barry Burrell's no. trailer. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, it was not me. It was Andy Dick. He would, he would totally do something like that. He's the type of guy who would do that. So Okay, I, I actually partly call this out just because... Just because I, I you, want, you want to save the good name of Andy Dick? <laughs> um, I drive to work early. Yeah, so I listen to your show. Thank you. Because um, I enjoy it. So I want to educate my daughter on the things of the yeah. world, so I listen to your uh, show. But that was part of a question, I feel like, a couple weeks ago. What oh. did you do? <laughs> so I'm calling you out on it. Uh, I don't remember what the answer was because I think I got to work and yeah, it was a joke answer on our, our morning show. <laughs> hey, I, I have a question for you guys. It's a little bit, a little bit hard, but hard, hard left turn here. And uh, we got to go. We got to, we got to hit two things. One, uh, Mark, I want to, I want to service industry. They're at the, uh, you know, okay, uh, he's he's, uh, he's at the, uh, he's at the restaurant. He's looked at the list. He's the sausage king of Chicago, and they're there having a good time, right? Can I say one thing? Please go get after. Uh, Sasha's king of Chicago. You have not had Portillos. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Portillos oh. represent. Hit them both. Yeah. Hit them both. Knock it out go of the park. Get that. You can get it online. You can't have it delivered to your house. I had it delivered to my house in Austin. Do you, you have Chicago Portillos sent here? Yeah. Wow. wow. I didn't know that. And it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. Not really cheap, but not expensive. Not expensive. What is I like your? That. Uh, sorry, I'm derailing us further. Please. Uh, what is your go-to Chicago pizza? And if you have the wrong answer, we won't be friends anymore. So I will be honest. I have physically not ever been to Chicago. Oh, I, really? I, I've had standing tickets from Charlie Jones with um, C3 name drop man. Uh, yeah. Watch your toes, part of Charlie Jones might have been sitting on that couch with Harry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie would have recognized. Uh, yeah, he, he would, would not. It would not have been Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's the guy who tries to open up every ACL, motherfucker. <laughs> Get him out of here. I, I don't care about name name dropping because Charlie tell him like I, I took care. Two care of them for like eight years. Um, they're awesome people. Love them. Um, he has stayed in tickets for a long time. Uh, Ex girlfriend. Uh, we were together. He has stayed in tickets for us. We never went. Nice. You shouldn't go. I still in Chicago, so I need yeah. to go. I mean, it's worth. I'll tell you. There's there, there's two cities if you've never been that are worth the flight, especially out of Austin, Texas. Really anywhere that I think you should go. Uh, and I'll one is a hundred percent Chicago. You got to go to Chicago. The other one, 
I would always put, I've, I've changed cities now, so I've, I've moved this city off my list. I'm telling you the city I moved off my list. The city I moved off my list was Portland, Oregon. Uh, Antifa is a little too aggressive there. They're hitting people with bike locks, they're starting fights, and the mayor of Portland, Oregon's like, hey, if Antifa starts a riot, uh, police, do not, do not interject. I've never uh, once told anyone to go to San Francisco because there, there's an app that lets you walk around human shit. There's an app you can download when you visit San Francisco that's like, oh, do you want to avoid, do you want to avoid human shit while you're enjoying our city? Here, we'll tell you the blocks to avoid so you don't have to step in human shit, let alone the dog shit, the horse shit, and all we, the other shit that's in that city. We in Austin, Texas, and we're fixing it. We're not so. fixing it, really. I mean, we're not. Steve, Mayor Steve Adler, in this wonderful city, has allowed people to camp. And here's, here's the thing. Everyone's like, no, you I, shouldn't arrest homeless people, and I get that. And I think I ran it on this the last podcast. But I will say this. The fact that you just let people sleep wherever they want to sleep doesn't address the issue of, of, of two things. One, separating the herd in this way. Who's down on their luck yeah. and needs something, and who has a mental issue that also needs something. And and I had one friend on, on Facebook go, you know what, we just gotta tell the rich whiteies to build housing for these people. Let me tell you this right now. You get three, 10, 20, 100 crazy people living in an apartment, that motherfucker's gonna burn to the ground in two days. I'll, That's not the answer. I'll, I'll, I'll get off my political like Sure, I'll get off my soapbox right now. Because um, <laughs> 508 is right next to Stubbs. Um, amazing shows, uh, Mohawk. Great spot, the and Empire. also, and also, one of the top five most dangerous places yes. in the nation. I'm dealing with is the art. Um, Steve, he owns Empire. I've known him for a long time. I okay. know everyone involved with subs, everything else. Talk to him. Actually, just yesterday, I went in for to the meeting for the safety of Red River. Um, yeah, Mohawks there though. Yeah, we talked about it being addressed, uh, it's safe. It's, is it uh, safe? Because I have, I have some cop friends, right? And they will tell me, they will not go east of Congress without a bulletproof vest. It, they will never literally go east of Congress without a bulletproof vest. Red, and that's our that's our police department. Red River is safe. Okay. Sixth Street is not safe. Okay, and that I makes sense. All right. All the shootings have been on Sixth Street. Like I've been there over the past year. But can we can we all agree that just letting them sleep anywhere is probably not the answer? No. Because there was and, there was there was a thing on there's a pushback. Uh Doug Guller, our owner, um, he's part of it. Signed a petition, I signed a petition. I signed it as well. Yeah. Nate Paul actually yeah. reached out and he's like, You gotta sign this petition. I'm like, dude, I'll sign it, I'll talk about the podcast. It's I don't like, care. There needs to be a solution. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um And but, I'm not and I'm not against spending money for the solution. But I don't, when, when my friend sent me a picture at 35 and, yeah. and, and 290, oh, and, 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 and not only that, they had barbecues and open fires. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the, uh, the <laughs> somebody saw had it. a gas grill. Yeah, someone had, had a gas grill. And all I was wondering, fucking here, grill master here's after. the three things I'm wondering. One, where do you get all the fucking tents? I don't know where you uh, get all the tents. Yeah. Two, where are you getting the gas grill? And then three, when that propane tank empties, where, I mean, once again, I'm not against you having food. I'm not against you having no, a place to sleep. I'm not attacking that, but no camping. No and, camping. And, and you know me. Bring that mic a little closer to your face. Bring that mic a little closer to your face. There you go. Yeah. Right. Talk to <laughs> a civilized person. Okay. God damn it. Throwing it out. Jesus. Um, um, no, it, it, it's, 
the issue needs to be addressed. Yeah. And it needs to be addressed properly. I mean, and, Portland. And, and that's not the proper addressing. You're, you're putting something in between two entertainment districts. But also outside of that, you're, you're, you're not even helping the people that have yeah. a problem. In Portland, Oregon, they're like, we're going to fix this. And I remember I used to live in Portland, and they, and they did this. And I found this fascinating. And Jason Dick, if we ever become old alcoholics, we have to move to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> so they let you stay in a studio apartment in Portland, Oregon. They, let you, they give you that. Like, you can't panhandle. You have to do one community activity a day. The homeless people stay in a studio apartment. Studio apartment. They got they to nice. they play. But you get a studio apartment. More importantly, you cannot panhandle because you don't need to. Because we're going to pay you to do these community activities, A. And B, we're going to give you up to three cases of beer to drink per day. Per day? What the? Per day. <laughs> huh? 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 Like, That's Portland. Oh, that and free needles if you need them. I, I can't even keep up with that pace. That's nuts. I can't believe I it. I know. And so they did this special documentary on this whole thing, and I was blown away. I was, I was literally I was blown away. I was like, you have an apartment building full of people that go from like one and three cases of beer a day, and you just buy that for them, and you pay for their apartments, and you make them do a community activity a day, and then you pay them for that community activity so they can pay, so that they get the cell phone for free, they get all these other things for free. So they just have some walking around money to get a new shirt, some new shoes, something else. And they're like, yeah. And they looked at this guy like, yeah. Bro, what else do you want? And I was like, I don't know. Not that. Uh, 100% not that. I'll be honest. Like, I just hired a girl from Perth, Australia. Um, for, by the way. For her, for her accent? Plums. Not for accent. She smoke out smoke show. <laughs> she, I like him. He's like, I'm in a I'm in a management position. Do not do not put these questions at me, please. Can't hear this. Uh, <laughs> she's free from Australia. She can't hear these American words. She was words. in Vail working at bartending at a resort. Ooh, Vail. Came nice. to Austin, fell in love with it. Moved down here. She was at Firehouse Hostel because they're letting her work the front desk and free. can't can't fall in love with her own country. Yeah. And. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Jason's like, I'm going to my phone. I like Australian women. I'm not going to laugh at this joke at all. She, she was like, I want to be here. I was like, awesome. Get it. Um, I want a job. And she was awesome. Look, called the Bell place. Anything else? Like, sure. Hand out. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, she. But she great. wanted it, right? She went yeah. through the process. Yeah. And I, listen, there are people with mental disorders that can go through the process, and I get that. And I'm not, I'm not against that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just against the idea of not addressing the mental issue and instead just being like, oh, let them camp. And then people are like, you know what, you're a real dick if you don't let them camp. The, 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 there's already a protest to the campaign. Then there should be. Yeah. There just should be. Sorry. On, did you find out this guy's a pedophile? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, Lumanati's Pizza. That's what you want in Chicago. Sorry, just clean that up. Clean that uh, up. And, hey, clean this uh, up real quick. Uh, Mr. Rooney, uh, Jeffrey Jones, in 2002, arrested for possession of child pornography, accused by a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs 
Needed no contest, blah, blah, blah. The accuser was uh, 14 when the offense first occurred. Yeah, Jesus, uh, hey, man, you make Kevin uh, Spacey look innocent, sir. multiple times uh, <laughs> failed to update his sex offender status. I don't really know oh. what that means. Does that mean where you have to go? You got you to you you sign up and, and let like, everyone know. Hey, you got to walk around. I'm fucked up, man. Uh, Knock on doors. Yeah. Hey, in case you're wondering, oh, you're from Ferris Bueller's. I also like yeah. boys who are naked. Oh. Yeah, you think I was just uh, I was uh, stalking his house because I was trying to figure out whether or not he was playing hooky. I wanted to fuck him. I wanted to fuck him. <laughs> him, like, him, and, him and him and him and him uh, and. Oh yeah. yeah, and you can't hear it now, but that's Star Wars soundtrack. Oh yeah, just have you I've um, this for a long time? Not, not that anyone should. Uh, not, I mean, the statute of limitations is eight years, so it's been less. It's been more than eight years. Go ahead and tell. Have you uh, anyone here stolen a car? <laughs> no, I have not stolen a car. I like how he's going to no. preface this. Hold on. Like, he's like, I mean, I do fine stolen. I have not stolen a car. I've borrowed one. I've shot. I have hot wired a car. That's stealing! Someone that said. Producer Matt! Producer Matt! Define uh, stealing! I'm 38. Statue of limitations way past. I, I haven't thing. stolen. I've hot wired and driven it around, but I put it right back where I found it. Why did you hotwire the car? What, what? I was told we had to start it. Oh, okay. How did you know how to hotwire? Oh, what what television says. show taught you how to hotwire a yeah, car? We, we, we you say MacGyver, you motherfucker. I, I, I'm, I'm a metal worker and a Yes, you are. You are very talented. The art. I, I, I was telling Matt before you got here. It, it, your it art. Doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot to... Could you, could you think you could uh, hotwire Jason's Tesla? <laughs> With an Tesla, iPhone? Um, I tried to do that to an Audi for a friend. Yeah. And I think your Tesla actually has a safeguard on it. But I could, after the AAA, because <laughs> no, I didn't watch it get started by AAA, I think I could. You think yeah. you could? I was, uh, so I, I play basketball Tuesday nights, Fridays, Sundays, and sometimes Wednesdays. And um, we went, we were there for a, for, for a Sunday game. We go up and they're like, oh, the code's not working. We can't get in. And now it's five minutes uh, past. I'm still kind of butthurt you don't invite me. I'll invite you anytime. I'll invite you. Right. I don't even like to play basketball. You won't stop inviting me even though I'm too fat to play. Well, you keep saying you're going to play. That's I, the problem. I'm, trying, I'm getting I, in I, shape. I played basketball my entire life. Like, Dude, well, this, this Sunday, let's go play some hoops. All right. So, so we are, so we get, there's the code there, and it's the HID Global Security Group. And it's the um, M65E380 class pin pad. So I Google this and I say, what's the master key for this? And it's online. So I type in the master key and the door unlocks. And now, yeah. I'm, now I'm at a crossroads for this church that we go to to play basketball. I'm like, do I let them know that they forgot to disarm the master code? <laughs> or do I make sure that no matter what, anytime I want to come play basketball here, I have the right, master code to come play basketball. I'm automatically in. And if someone catches me, I'm like, ah, I have the, the passcode. It's that moral quandary. It is. It's a predisposition towards a moral flexibility that the world I live in, the the, um, the Kama Sutra of, of moral flexibility in which I run, that is uh, that is dangerous at the same time fun. Uh, Jason Dick. Yes. Are you a lover of art? Uh, I was. That's why I was flipping through my phone, not just to be rude, because I have been to the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art in Chicago, and I'm trying okay. to find a picture of me in 
front of that. Uh, Which one? Uh, the stained glass or the I, one that Cameron's looking at? I don't think that I, I don't particularly remember either of those. I, I paid a lot of attention to the sculpture wing, which I don't know if they make it to in this. Uh, they don't. No, not really. No. They put a couple. Uh, but, uh, it's really quick. Yeah. What? I uh, I mean, am I a fan of art? Yes. Do I know anything about art? Definitely no. Not. I'm not. Now, uh, in, in, the, in the world of, of, of art and in the world of Chicago, and here's and then and people preface this part because he doesn't get seen really. A lot of people believe in the conspiracy world or in the uh, idea of, of breaking the veil world of, of movies is this: Cameron is real, Simone uh, is real, Ferris Bueller is not real. Ferris Bueller is this imaginary person that he creates. Idea. Cameron creates. Cameron creates, yes, to to make this adventure happen. Like he rescues Simone, he really wants Simone, he cannot get Simone. They are friends without benefits, and in this world of friends without benefits, and it's highlighted here, right? Because his parents don't see it, they don't see it the next day, there's no repercussions for him singing a song and going fucking crazy on the streets of Chicago. But Cameron's the only person that suffers Right. The, uh, the 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 consequences of the Ferrari being taken, of everything happening. Cameron's the only one that suffers. No one else does, and it makes you think that all of this is made up in his mind. He's he skipped the day of school. So this is a, a Fight Club. Fight Club, exactly. This is the this is the first Fight Club. Fight Club was stolen by this. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why that can't work. But who is? Oh, yeah, who go is ahead. Just tell me one. Who's Principal Rooney looking for? Uh, who? Who's this guy? This is a Ferris. This dad, is all in his. All, this is all in his all imagination. Cameron's imagination. Yes. I mean, I do like to, if, to jump ahead a little bit. After, She's a smoke show. After they uh, fuck up the car and Cameron goes catatonic for a little while. Yep. Like the first thing when he wakes up yeah. and sees, isn't she like fucking like? Uh, it's kind of sexy standing over him saying, Cameron, wake up. Are you in, her, in her lingerie, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wet in her lingerie. Uh, which is which is playing at ACL this year. If you have a band, if you have a band named Wet in Her Lingerie, uh, 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 you better be lesbian. Well, or you're a sexist well, are, fuck. Are, are we not about to talk about Save Ferris, the band? Well, please, talk about Save Ferris, the band. This is uh, fantastic. Coming up. I really only know of their uh, existence. Come um, on, Eileen. Hang on. Uh, Say Ferris. Say Ferris sings Come on, Eileen? No. Yeah. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, I, I was pulling <laughs> Do they Are the only ones that sing Come on, Eileen? No. Other people sing Come on, Eileen. But as far as this, this movie. This movie, yeah. Say Ferris. 100%. Huh. Right. It is. Uh, who is. Who's your Sloan? In your high school years, Jason Dick, who's your Sloan Peterson? Oh. Who's the girl? I mean, besides the one, am I Cameron in, or am in, I? And besides the one that you impregnated in your I'll, grandmother's I'll, hallway, I'll, I'll give you a second. <laughs> say, mine was Kelly Layton. Kelly Layton. So I'll give you a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you the hottest girls at Big Fork High School, where I went to high school at. We've got a couple Big Fork listeners, so I apologize to any ladies. Fork? I'm going to offend. As Jason Dick is, um, <laughs> where is, is Big Fork? Big Fork, Montana, northwest Montana. corner of Montana. Mountains. The mountains. But I'm going to show you this picture. I showed my buddy last night. I said, 
these were the ladies I got to pick from. And as Jason's thinking about his lady and what he's going to do, what I'd like you to do is zoom in and go ahead and find a lady that you think is, is even Sloan appropriate. Because this is during the era of... Are you asking me? Oh, yeah. No, no. Who's Sloan appropriate in that photo? That, those are the hottest ladies of Big Fork, Montana that also happen to be the Lady Vows. Uh, <laughs> no, go right ahead. Bottom right. right is bottom right. Don't be a dick. Is who? Hmm. Well, there's Wa one. Watkins High School. Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here? This one yeah. right here? She's actually not... Uh, I look, mean, at the, look at the rest. Some, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, she's the only one... That might work? It's funny. She... Uh, what about the redhead? The, do, you, do you know this girl's name? Yeah, uh, she's skinny fat. I don't know her name. <laughs> what about this one? Oh, look, yeah, at, look, yeah, at, look yeah. at that face. That's, Are that's you taking a picture of me? Well, no, but look at this. I, this is this is excellent podcasting as the three of us <laughs> look at a photo on Jason's phone and break it down. Hold on, hold on. But, what, uh, what happened to her? Did she lose some hair? <laughs> <laughs> How good is this? She does just, have like... You have more hair than her, uh, and she is 14 years she old. She has like eight-month-old baby head. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're, you're, good at, you're good at growing hair in this part and this part over here. but so, And by this, this part, part we mean the rest of your whole head. <laughs> yeah. The back of your head... If you have a baby that's three months old and you have a ponytail on the back top of its head, that's that girl playing basketball, okay? No, but look at this. This girl, I don't know. <laughs> look at this, this girl. This is the one who looks like your, your high school Close, stone. but she was Close. I like how it's like clothes, but way hotter she and different. Could, she could be uh, existing in present day. If we hang out at dive bar long enough, a girl who looks like this will come in. It looks like she got, what year is this? This <laughs> nineteen. Uh, 90, 1990. She got in a time machine That's and went to 1990 and was like, let me just blend, that might be her. Can I just blend <laughs> into this photo, this basketball photo? Because everybody else has 1990 hair. This girl's Hold like, on. Also, I want you to, I want you to, this girl's like, with her curls. I want you to notice real quick. They're also wearing collared shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basketball uniform in Big Fork, Montana was Everybody else other than her. Like, and she, it's weird because she, was she photoshopped in later? Because she's not with the rest of the team. Like, she's over. Over here to the to the far side, she's like, <laughs> she could be photoshopped in. Uh, there's the girl with baby head, and then everyone else just got a perm, and then decided that wasn't enough. I, My favorite is that this girl right here in the background. One side of her head shaved, almost like Skrillex. Yeah, yeah. But it's also permed on top, and she's like, <laughs> I dare you to fuck with me, okay? <laughs> fuck with me, and then the coach. Who's just like, I mean, I don't find these girls attractive. I don't know who's a pedophile here. <laughs> Not you, sir. Not, look at that Skrillex hair, dude. That's Skrillex. That's it. It's good. This is, this is, oh. But I, here's, the, here's the crazy thing. I, you, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, you look at Big Fork, Montana, 1990, girls basketball team wearing collared shirts, trying to play basketball, and you're like, nope, couldn't really touch any of them. And then you look at a 1980s film, and you're like Sloan. If Sloan Peterson walked in right now, you're let right. me let me guarantee you this: we would tell her the bar's open. We would offer her a seat. We would not give her a microphone because ladies aren't allowed to talk in this era, right here. And we would just be like, "Hey, get her a cocktail." I would, I'd say, Sloan, no. did you know I'm nominated for a podcast award? <laughs> <laughs> like, do, you, do you know after I, I did a Die Hard with you beforehand, I rewatched this, and when I saw the scene, I was like. How far backwards have we crossed that I'm watching something from the 80s? Yeah. That's more inclusive. Than what's Way more right inclusive. Now. 
way more inclusive. It's well, like, I, I hope people like see that and want to be part of that and be like, I mean, silly. I, I would say that the, the inclusivity comes from the idea of this. And it's very simple. Everyone goes, I want to be inclusive as long, I want everyone to be inclusive as long as you say what I want to say. Versus, it, you know, versus a different time where it's just like, I just like you guys. We don't have to agree. There has become a party line representation that has happened in this where it's like, if yeah. you don't agree with that, I agree. If, we, if we're not on the same page on X, Y, and Z, then guess what? We have a problem. And the problem is that I like everyone as long as everyone likes what I like. And this goes back farther back into the late 70s, early 80s yeah, with absolutely. the Christian right movement where, they're, where, where Tipper Gore stand there going, you know what you can't do, Jason Dick? You can't listen to certain music because I don't want your eardrums being, being infiltrated. Don't let that with, F word in my ear. And they don't, don't let it. Don't it, let it happen. It's all about discourse. I, I, I miss, like, and this is weird because I, I will say to everyone listening, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Okay. Um, but I miss the days when two sides could come together and have discourse and talk. I feel that's lost. <laughs> It's lost. It's it's lost because the idea of two different sides communicating, the, 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 the whole concept of being like, we can agree to disagree, has been lost in, well, that disagreement where I'm sitting, if I disagree, goes from we can agree to disagree to we have to, we're, we're going to fuck with this. I, one more thing I want to bring up in this movie that I think is fascinating, not the injury to the dog, but that, the, the one, one, one of the crazy, so she's got the fear, or she comes up, this young lady was Ferris Bueller's sister, who really made her mark as, as this wonderful, she did a great job acting this role, but she did something that I find fascinating, and I love your input on this. She fixed her nose. She got plastic surgery, and she changed. And guess what? She lost, she lost acting roles, because uh, uh, people ask, could not, could, could yeah, not recognize was, her any longer. Was this after it was after? It was, yeah. it was after yeah. some, some significant I, I roles. when it was. She couldn't, so she, she, she lost acting roles, she fixed her nose, she thought that's the thing. And it's not that she's cuter or not cuter with or without the nose. I mean, the only thing that she gained from fixing her nose is that when she does the backstroke in a pool, people don't yell jaws. Other than that, she is the same person. Go ahead and laugh, it's a good joke. <laughs> don't be a dick. It took, it took me a second, took I'm sorry. That nose cutting through the water. Dun, 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 dun. Why is all the splash? I didn't know Finn's move like that. It's yeah, her. I, I, I've had curls my entire life. She's hot. <laughs> She's hot. Yeah. She's a smoke show. She doesn't need to, she didn't need to fix that nose. For some reason, society pressures made her change. And this, and, and I bring all that up She's to ask. the Nikes on. To ask you gentlemen this. And this guy's a creep. He's a creep. He's a he pedophile. To, She's going to fuck up a pedophile. pedophile. I kind of yeah. like this. But the, the overarching big point here is, and I want to ask you guys this is, we live in a world where it seems like, and, and they're trying to do this to men, they're trying to be like, hey, do you have a six pack? And then it goes from a six pack to, do you have a dad bod? And then, mm -hmm. and then you, have, you have comics like Katie Quigley who come out and go, the, the physical attractiveness is so low on the scale for me, it's about, do you treat me right? Do you do this, do you do this? Are, are you a good man? Do you respect a good woman? Are you respectful? Do you, all of that happening, I wonder, and I really do wonder, and I'm fascinated by what, I don't, I don't want us to answer what drives a woman to do plastic surgery, 
I want to ask the question to us men and go, are you okay with it or do you not care? Because like my wife, she's, she's had some, 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 some stuff done. And I remember telling her after we were married, she was, she was, aren't you glad I got these fake boobs? And I go, I didn't marry you for tits. I know I didn't care. Because I honestly didn't care. I mean, it's, it's a good accoutrement, don't get me wrong. But if you didn't have them, if you had an A cup versus a C cup, I don't care. Because I don't. Because that's, that's not my focal point for, for wanting to be with you. But it seems like for some reason there's a disconnect that they think that is the focal point. And I wonder for you gentlemen, do you, I see it almost outside of some rigorous stress testing. If a woman's gotten plastic surgery, it's a big red flag to the point where you're going to a wedding, to the point where, where you're, where you're single, where you're single and dating. What do you think? Is, is, is plastic surgery a red flag to you? as far as mental stability and, and, and not loving themselves the way they should? Because well, let's be honest, we love ourselves a whole shit ton more than we should, and women do not love themselves as much as they should. Man, Fair? That, that was deep. All right. <laughs> this is podcast put, award. Put that on the award resume. That was good <laughs> shit right there. I mean, uh, if I can take that uh, very smart... Uh, enlightened point of view that you offered and just apply my own judgment judgmentalism judgmentalness to it by all means uh look uh i don't want some somebody who's been fucked up by plastic surgery and that's funny be like when i just meet somebody who you look at them and be like oh shit they've had a lot of work done like uh there's you know some of the plastic surgeons out there are doing some pretty brilliant work you can do you know you can get things done that are nobody will ever notice like nobody would ever know that you had this fixed or that fixed but the back of the brain knows right yeah 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 they know but I, i would say the issue is there's some people and look some people are into different looks that i'm just not into some people want that plastic surgeon look you know what i'm saying like people who get their you know their lips to a point that is not humanly possible. Who get just these things that, that are like you, that make you think? How would that blowjob look? <laughs> uh, I'm not <laughs> and, into and now the award I'm, just went I'm away. not into that. Now the award just left. But I've never, you know, I've I've always uh, I've never thought about it to the degree that you are in that. Like I'm not into it because I just don't like that look. I've never thought about it in a. Uh, what what must be going on with her? What's her situation? Yeah, give me the full repo. Hey, uh, I know we're we're getting heavy. Um, Matt, do you want to grab a microphone? Do you want to comment on this? Yeah, but it's like listen. I want I want people who spend dollar bills at my bar, and I don't care whether they have plastic surgery or not. So, and his hands right. are full with beer well, cans. No, I I mean I that, that's what I'm saying is that's an interesting thing that I've never really thought of is what does like so. <laughs> This girl went and got what I would consider like butchered or, you know, but was actually going for that look. Yeah. What was she, what's going on with her that she decided this is the way that I want to look? I, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I gotta think on that one for a little bit. Sexy? Oh. <laughs> it's a weird transition. It's a weird transition uh, when I throw sexy in. <laughs> and it's also, by the way, I just as a, just as for those who are just joining us. Almost at the end of this podcast, it's three. It's three very handsome white guys talking about this. So don't get too upset if we if we don't hit your number. Okay, we're a little limited um, with our draw. I I will say definitely um, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, I grew up 
through the 80s, 90s. Um, you grew up when pubic hair was its own color. Yeah, the, the, the world. Jenny McCarthy looking, had yeah. bleach blonde hair and you saw her in Playboy. The, the, the world's like, why is that different? One new thing, but I've also had the pleasure of having relationships with amazing women since I was 18. Okay. Um, learned so much from um, and knowing this world needs to change. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been dominated for a long time. Thank and, you, sir. Um, I, I think, especially coming from the far side, yeah, um, it shouldn't be male-dominated. Um, one of the favorite pins I ever got gifted to me was when Bart and I worked with the Midnight Cowboy, and it said, no boys love. I like that. And I, but I, is that not I, true I, in the I'm bar sure industry? Sure. You've worked in the bar industry yeah. a lot. I worked in the bar industry for a, for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that paid for a lot of my stuff while I tried to get into the professional industry that, that never accepted me until I got head of global. Uh, but I, you know, it's the bar industry made me more money than I've ever made in my life. Well, I, I, had, I had more. I had more fun, and I will honestly say that in the not early nineties early 2000s, listen, the Me Too movement missed out, and they, they kind of tapped in on a little bit, but there are a lot of chefs that crowd the horses, they're like, this Me Too movement's I, not I, gonna touch I, the I, restaurant I, I, bar industry. I, I've seen so many inappropriate things, and I've stood up for it throughout, I, I feel like my- But do you not, years. but do you not, I mean, it's inappropriate across the board, and yeah. we'll use, and I won't use this bar as, I'm not throwing, this, this is me no, talking, no. this is not Matt talking, this is, no, no, no. this is not I, your bar. I've never seen a woman bartender here, what the <laughs> fuck? But you get, you get, you get bachelor parties that come in with dick straws, and they're grabbing bartenders by the junk, and, yeah. and it goes both ways. The weird thing about the service industry is, and maybe this is why the Me Too movement did not catch on the way it should have in, in the uh, in the service industry in the kitchen industry is that it so aggressively goes both ways now more aggressively towards women 100 percent but clientele i can i can honestly say that i've never been in a bar anywhere in my entire life where a male patron has grabbed a female bartender or a waitress never in my life 45 years 25 years drinking in bars, actually 27 years drinking in bars. I've never <laughs> seen like, not, 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 years right now. Not, not once. However, in my 27 years, I've bartended and been around batch, bachelorette parties, and I've seen some uh, egregious shit go on. And I'm not saying that I'm not, that this, that, that this denounces or any, or any way changes the I, shape of me too, but I am saying that it, oddly enough, in this, in, in this world, it's a two-way street. I, I, I will go on this and speak, and I'm on record. Go on, get it. On <laughs> I, record. I will take credit for this. Um, Hour 20. I, I have, at Midnight Cowboy, been harassed, fondled, everything else. Yeah, but you have I, a shirt I, that I, says, I, check I the big dick. I, I, don't think <laughs> I, I don't think it's the same thing women have to deal with. No, it's and, not. And I owned it. And I was like, not what I wanted to do. I, I was dating someone at the time. Sure, um, but I also control the situation. No, but I, but I like what you're saying because that there's there's a there's a stark difference. There's a black and white difference between yeah. a woman sexually harassing you, and you're like, okay, Tina from Oklahoma, I'm so glad you're here enjoying your shots with your dick straw, and you decide to grab my junk or flick my nipple. Thank you very much. By the way, unless secretly you're an MMA fighter. Yeah. I'm gonna walk away and just call it a I'm, day. I'm, I'm not scared of you. I'm definitely not gonna discredit 
like what I see goes goes on for women. No, in the same industry. And more more important, I think it's more of a verbal thing that happens with yeah. women, right? In, especially in the bar industry, yeah. that that make women uncomfortable. You know, I mean, it's it, it's a different thing. And also, I think it's just a physical presence different thing to where a guy can be yeah. like, "Hey, I hope to see you later," and she's like, "Jesus Christ, I hope you never see me again." And why are you going to find me or see me later? That's terrifying because. And, and I don't mean this in a monstrous way, but physically you're just you're, you're a smaller person. You don't you don't yeah, you don't possess is. the same things that, yeah, that a male is. possesses structurally that, to, to fight to fight your way out. Yeah, it's always felt it's like I'm a six foot four man, two hundred pound male. Someone grabbing me as I walk by, and I'd be like, oh, that's funny, cool. Well, I like right. how he, I like how he puts his hand up for the high five. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but for a woman, it's a whole different situation. It's a whole different situation. Changing, changing drastic gears here. Uh, we just saw, and I, and I, and I, and I want to, I want to, I want to delve into conspiracy theories here real quick. Uh, we just saw Charlie Sheen, and here's, and here's, and here's our winning person. So we have, we have two, as far as I, as far as I can tell, we have two very famous people, and demographically, as far as who they are, they're they're quite opposites. You have Magic Johnson. Basketball player, uh, extraordinaire, very fit, who uh, would have lines of women that he was he was trying to beat Wilt Chamberlain, and then you have Charlie Sheen, both who claim they have AIDS, both who also are not living the AIDS life like what we saw AIDS in the 90s and early 2000s, right. and it begs the question, and everyone wonders, a was AIDS beat? Because we don't worry. Remember when we were kids growing up, AIDS was a real thing. To the point where it's like, Eddie Murphy made a joke. He goes, after AIDS, oh. you're going to put your dick in a chick and it's going to explode. I, I, I remember it, NBA Finals with Magic Johnson. Yeah. Against Michael Jordan. Out. Yeah. And, and Michael he, Jordan he, he beat him. It was a thing. It was they, a thing. Like, he can't be on the floor. Yeah. He can't play. I could get it from yeah. his sweat. So what happened? So I, I my question to my, my esteemed colleagues here is, A, what happened to AIDS? And B... What happened to Charlie Sheen? Which I think we can all Remember the good old days when we had AIDS and Charlie Sheen? Um, Remember the good old days when AIDS was around and people were afraid to have sex? Well, and now no one cares? Yeah. More, I, I, what, I thought this honestly, be a conversation. Honestly, like, do you, what, what are you more worried about in life? Herpes or AIDS? And I will guarantee oh, yeah, if you're good. single, you're more worried about a bump on the pay-pay, some open sores dripping down your drawers, than you are about AIDS. That's a hundred percent fact. So, are you? Are, is your contention, and I, I think I might agree with you on this. Was AIDS mostly propaganda? Mostly propaganda. Uh, I think it was to, highlighted uh, by the Christian right to, to stop try, people having sex. Well, I would say specifically to stamp the out gays. homosexuality. Exactly. Yes, one hundred percent. I, I, I think science. I mean, you, you are from no, look, Joel, Mark, Mark, you lived right. in Houston, you're Joel Olstein's backyard. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine how... Wow. He's like, no, he, Astros, you pronounced Astros the, wrong. The, the, the last you. church I went to was <laughs> right next to actually where I work now. So Joel Olstein, that fuckface, I bet, has an incredible backyard. I'll but tell you what, I want to sell but shirts that say Joel Olstein's a cunt. The, That's the all I want to sell shirts that say that. Look, I... I'm not, I'm not an AIDS denier. I no. think that it, it exists, but yeah, you're right. Like the era that we grew up in, or at least when we were kids, was like, don't have sex out of wedlock or gay sex because you'll definitely get AIDS immediately. Immediately. And now it's like, yeah, you know what? It's 
It's probably, herpes. It's probably kind of hard to get AIDS. Right? It's hard to get AIDS. And if you're uh, wondering, herpes is really bad. Yeah. Because we can't cure that. It's, We're guaranteed we can't cure herpes. Right. Uh, Magic Johnson, I'm sure, well, first of all, he had HIV. He never actually, I don't think, got all the way to the AIDS. It was definitely a marketing thing. Like, thing, yeah. And he had all Do you think his wife Cookie was comfortable with that? She's like, no, go with this. Well, <laughs> they're still really together, like, right? I like, know, that's, yeah. That's you you don't thing. marry a woman named Cookie and divorce her. That's a weird thing. So You don't. There's not a woman named Cookie who's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Your name's Cookie. Who are you going to fucking marry? Okay, the Pillsbury Doughboy doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. I could uh, I could see uh, Charlie Sheen not really having AIDS though because he's just a fucking liar. But he, he came out right, right. Weird lies like you want to talk about what do the kids say these days? Weird flex. Yeah. Like <laughs> Charlie Sheen coming out saying that he has AIDS that seems like. Weird. But do you not think right before Me Too happened, Charlie Sheen comes out and is like, I have AIDS. Go ahead, wrap me out about the weird shit I do. And everyone's like, nah, I'm quiet. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Whereas other people are just like, well, fuck with you. You don't want to. You don't want to go on the record. Like I don't drink Tiger's blood. I'm not going on the record. Shit. We are. We are putting you on blast, sir. Now, fi- final thing. And it, it, we're going to bring it back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Final thing. And not final thing. I mean, Jesus. I say final thing all the time, and then we keep talking. But one of the final points. Oh, Mark, let's start with you. Dream car. What is your We've got the Ferrari here that they, they drive around. Let's bring it back to some fun, non-conspiracies. What is, uh, what's, your, what's your dream car? What's the car that if you are... Uh, I definitely, if I can hand you the keys. 100%. Bring back the goddamn Bronco. Like all these hey, calm down, Broncos. OJ. I just said no conspiracies, okay? Listen, you went, from, you went from giving white women Sorry. AIDS to killing them. Bronco? <laughs> A white Bronco? What color Bronco do you want, sir? Uh, okay, like bring back the Bronco. <laughs> the Bronco's coming back. It's uh, 2021. for five years. 2021, it's coming back. It really Ford, is. Ford, a blasphemy. Tell me. Bring back the Bronco? Take bring back, back the Bronco. I mean, you're living in the future. <laughs> Could you trade? Would you yeah, trade your yeah, Tesla in for a DeLorean because of your love? Oh, I've heard about yeah. Tesla so many times. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a good answer because I'm not really a car guy, and like people, people hear that and then hear that I bought a Tesla and it was expensive. It was fine, whatever. But like, I really do think that that was a smart, economically sound purchase. Is why I got it. I mean, you had to rewire your house just so you could plug <laughs> yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I? Oh, uh, this. Please. About when you got a Tesla, I got a Dodge fifteen hundred Ram. Okay. Henny. I got the Tesla just to it. offset your carbon footprint. By uh, the way, seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent of electricity comes from burning coal. I love it. I love it every time it starts up. It makes me happy. Yeah. I look. I agree. Uh, I mean, I fucking love driving that car. Still, I've had it now for uh, I don't know nine months or so. Sure. Six months. Eight months. I don't know what the fucking month are we. Uh, and so yeah, I really enjoy driving it, but like I, I'm just not the type who gets off on any sort of car thing. Um, as a matter of fact, I still I think my favorite car, my second car when I was a senior in high you school. You say Honda CRX. What did you we say? I was stop this podcast. Round Rock high when you were really round rock, <laughs> uh, I had a '89 Jeep Wrangler. The Jeep, great, was great so, vehicle, so much fucking fun. See, I, I, I had an Xterra, and I missed that car too. You had an Xterra? The, the minute I got a truck. Everyone asking to move their shit. 
Yep, that's true. Oh yeah, that's true. Mine is uh, uh I, 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 I'm torn between two, right? And I, I love the old '67. They call it the Eleanor Mustang. I love, I love that vehicle. I think it's a gorgeous. I think it's one of the most pristine and beautiful cut vehicles. Well, well it's actually a. Um, it's a think of the name for the Mustang, but it's the uh, Fastback. It is the Fastback, yeah. And the 67 was eloquently named the Eleanor from some movies yeah. and some other things. And then uh, because, and oddly enough, in my neighborhood, I'm, my daughter and I go and we take a walk on Saturdays. We go and we have coffee at the Starbucks. We walk two miles, get the Starbucks, we're two miles back with the Basset Hound. We're walking. It's a slow walk. We're walking back in and I hear this engine kind of rev because we're walking down the middle of the street and it's my neighborhood. Like, who's revving their engine at my neighborhood? And a Lamborghini Aventador pulls into my neighborhood, and this kid does not know how to drive it very well. He's got a $500,000 car, and his legs are as, as big around as these microphone cords. And all I did, I looked at my daughter, and I said, if you want that car, let me know. I'll fuck that kid up, and I'll take it. <laughs> I'll hide it in our garage. That's your college, and that's dad's beer fund for two years. Okay? That's Let's great. get it done. She's like, don't take his car, dad. I'm like, well, you said it, so just know. When you go to community college, I always want to record this. You said, don't fuck this kid up for his car. Because a 12 year old got out of it. He's like, I can't figure out how this thing works. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. Get out! Fuck's wrong that's with you. you that's how you figure that's it out. Punch uh, right to the face from an adult. I, it's taking a car from you. <laughs> I drove a Lamborghini in Las Vegas. Uh, you, no, hold on. No, hold on. I've heard. No way. I I, hold on. So bad. It's not good. I you mean, didn't uh, fit in the I, I Lamborghini. Yeah. Well, it was. It was you not, drove cockeyed. Yeah. Like yeah, a cross-eyed yeah. handicap so, person. So I always yeah, use the R word. Then uh, I held back. Several. Don't laugh at the R word. Look at this guy. You use the R word. This is how we get nominated, right here, baby. <laughs> right here. Uh, nominated no, for yeah, awards. There's places in Vegas, I'm sure they have an awesome too, probably, where you can go and pay a couple hundred bucks an hour to drive these fancy-ass cars. Hashtag affluence. We did, we did this in, <laughs> in Vegas. And uh, I just, my, it was set up by my friend Kyle, who's like, go to this website and pick out which car you want. And I just picked the most expensive one. They had some Lamborghini that was... Five hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. The like Aventador. That. And I was like, yeah, let's car. And when I showed up and I had the reservation for that car, the guy kind of looks me up and down. And he goes, um, <laughs> "All right, go out to the green one there. Get in. Make sure you you you're comfortable." And then I was like, "Whoa, what do we like, oh. You should have called him out and be like, "What is that?" Hey, mean? hard pause on the fat shaming. And it was Lambo. It was fine. We uh, like I got in it and I shut the. I was like, "Yeah, no problem." But then. They put the helmet on you. And as soon as they put the helmet on, like that was the the amount of space that I had. Was adding a helmet was too much. Now I have to drive like this with my face sideways. Like, <laughs> and so yeah. Which seems safe. Which also, and the how thing fast is, did you go with your head I sideways? Think I, I think I got nearly two hundred miles an hour. Like with you your go, head sideways. Yeah, yeah, you go fast as shit. There, there's a guy, a guy in there with the car with in the car with you. I love that your, your house, your head sideways. <laughs> uh, He's like, how about you? Two hundred miles an hour. How are you driving? Oh, head sideways. I mean, I kink in my neck for sure. Were uh, you drinking? Listen, my head was sideways. Of course, thing, I was drinking. That's the thing that's fucking nuts is that we played blackjack until. Six o'clock in the morning, and then our reservation out of the track 
was it like 9.30? So your breath was fantastic. And so, yeah, like <laughs> went, went to sleep for two hours, got up, you go to this, uh, the, you know, drive out to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and... I mean, it was a long drive out there, and I sobered up a little bit, probably. But they put you probably through this safety course, and I'm like, literally, are there people in Las Vegas right now at 9 a.m. who aren't fucked up? Because I was like, I definitely, I, you could light my breath on fire right now, man. Uh, and uh, they just put me behind the wheel of that Lamborghini, no problem. There's the one girl with no the five-year problem. chip walking to Forever 21 <laughs> going, I'm sober, and who wants a top? You know, one of these nice lace ones. So they, just, they tie in the front and the back. I just came from this place. They have the best iced teas, guys. You'll never fucking believe what they're doing there. <laughs> they're Staten Island iced teas. They're amazing. Long Island? No, Staten Island. When it comes to Staten Island, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things in the Staten Island iced tea that are different than the Long Island. Name one. Uh, one would be suntan oil. Okay, they put that on the top. That makes it get the coconut flavor. We do that with rum, sir. Fuck you and your racist point of view. I want a Staten Island iced tea. And we do that with Tequila and Austin. Why is Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen hitting on this girl? Still, yeah. Well, first of all, have you seen him? He's he's he hasn't aged a bit. He's he's ready for two and a half men, and he wants to yeah. he wants to make the first half of a man her baby. So hang on, because I was very young when this came out. Is this our first like Charlie Sheen sighting? How how early is no, this? No, Charlie Sheen did like Apocalypse Now. Well, we also have. Uh, Let's go Charlie Sheen IMDb. Yeah, like because I don't I don't want to do what I did with Roadhouse. Where, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to go over Roadhouse? What happened with Roadhouse? Uh, real yeah, quick, you look up Charlie. I'll look Sheen, up so Roadhouse. <laughs> this you tell about Roadhouse. Sixteen uh, Candles, all that. Jason and I nope. are watching uh, Roadhouse. Uh, and it is before the part uh, where Patrick Swayze pulls off the fucking Mortal Kombat fatality and reaches into a man's throat and just fucking no. ends it for <laughs> I'm talking about... The, uh, no, the, I know that. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. okay. It's what before was that, that movie? Yeah. But, uh, that. No, isn't that... That's Roadhouse. That's Roadhouse. Right? That's Roadhouse, the, yeah. the fucking... And I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> I'm walking in and I'm like, was what do you think about Kaepernick? Kaepernick? What's going on with Kaepernick? He's like, I don't want to talk about Kaepernick. He's like, what the fuck? And just and fucking open <laughs> up the door guy ever wanted to like, not Every bouncer. Uh, higher. Like, yes. Roadhouse. Have you seen Roadhouse? Yeah. That's what so we're watching, oh, we're watching Roadhouse. It was beautiful. And uh, we, get, uh, we get to the point where, shit, now I'm going to mess up his name. Sam. No, not, do, not Donaldson. Sam Elliott. Thank you. Not Donaldson. Sam Elliott. Uh, Dick, a star is born. What up? Uh, no, Sam Elliott comes in. And yeah, the, the head of global the, over here, the <laughs> motherfucker in the world. He's talking about. Sam Elliott is a fucking. Badass. He's like, this is where this movie really goes to the next level. Is where Sam Donaldson walks in. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam Elliott could beat my ass sure, to sure. a bulb right now. Sam Donaldson is a journalist and reporter in sixty minutes, ABC News, and whatever. And, and I'm uh, probably you know two and a half. Dick man's deep. I've had several crowns and Bud Lights, and I was like, "Did you say Sam Donaldson?" And then, like, I just let it go the first time, and then he says again. He's like, "Something's like, look at Sam Donaldson here with his shirt unbuttoned down to his fucking belly button." And I was like, "Jason, I think it's, I think Sam. We got chicken. We got chicken going on. We got chicken going on. I think Sam Donaldson is a 
is a news reporter. And he's like, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe Donaldson is absolutely a news reporter. Maybe, maybe after he got done killing it in Roadhouse. Yeah. So we, we literally finished that podcast with me being very confused, thinking, God damn, Sam Donaldson, an actor? I haven't really All oh, the emails. The emails that came in were so great. I don't know if it was that day or late, but I texted him. I was like, Sam Donaldson. Definitely a motherfucking journalist, Sam Elliott. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I reply back, I'm like, I, have a, I literally have 250 emails with hate, <laughs> visceral hate. So, the, the I, IMDb I, I, goes... I, 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 the IMDb I goes... I apologize right now for whatever I said. <laughs> uh, so, the IMDb goes, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, then one of my favorite movies, The Wraith, uh, Platoon. Hang on, so the Ferris Bueller's Day Off is his first credit? No, his first credit. Jesus oh. Christ. I mean, listen, this guy has been in. Uh, he was in. Uh... I gotta go way back. I mean, I'm just. IMDb is going back, 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 back. But, uh, I mean, he is just. So we got the filmography, we've got mentions. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of mentions of, of Charlie Sheen and everything, but. but what I'm seeing here, and, I, and IMDb is not very good at this. It's not Rotten Tomatoes. So you got two in it, you know. What what I do see is one of the earlier ones, and one of our our, our introductories is. So we have RPG two, which came out the same time as this did. Um, man, god damn it! Hey, uh, 1974, the executive. He was a kid in that. Uh, Grizzly 2 in 1983, Red Dawn, Red Dawn, Red Dawn 1984, that's probably a better representation of Charlie Sheen. Uh, and then and then you, you get into, fair, really you well. get into Lu he was in Lucas, remember that, that, that football star oh, right, Lucas? Right, 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 right. He was there, and then Ferris Bueller, then the Wraith where he was, he was really there, and then of course, Latoon, and then you get into Wisdom, and then Wall Street, and all, all of our favorites, Young Guns, Eight Men Out, Major League, Major League Two. I, for Halloween, I dressed up as Redon. Did you really? For that, with a few people. Remember Hot Shots? Back in the 80s. Remember when Charlie yeah. Sheen before Two and a Half Men, Hot Shots? Yeah. Hot Shots, part two. Part two. Now, what? whatever yeah. happened to the parents of this film? He's driving an Audi, by the way, in case you know what's going on. I'm going to jump. Please. Jump. Hot shots. How about Tropic Thunder? We talk about Tropic that? Thunder, one of the greatest movies of all time. Greatest ever. Hang on. Uh, is Charlie Sheen in Tropic Thunder? Or no. it's just related to Hot Shots? Is that what you're saying? It made fun of. Oh, okay. I see. How did we get to Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder is, is hands down one of the greatest films of all time. And Tropic Thunder was making fun of Part 2. As a. Uh, has anybody ever constructed like a Ferris Bueller obstacle course where you have to pull off this move, this run that he goes on? I think it's called American Ninja yeah. Warrior, sir. <laughs> okay, and I, I believe it's a hit on NBC. Uh, Has anyone constructed a car with fake wood paneling better than the station wagon or the Jeep yeah. Grand Cherokee? Will the fake wood paneling ever come back? That seems unlikely, right? I mean, I would say it's got to come back. It's not a station wagon. How great would you love it if your Tesla came with a fake wood paneling? <laughs> you know what? Would you it's get terrible. it? Terrible. The inside, the 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 interior is fake wood paneling. There's not. There's like as for as expensive as a car as it is, Breck. 
Uh, there's uh, Affluence. There's not a whole fuck ton of different options for like interior and whatever. And sure. I just wanted black. I just wanted like as dark as whatever. Some Only people, sounds racist when you say it. All the, the all white. <laughs> I'm like, what's your problem? Man? Uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your problem? But uh, but in the year that I guess the 2018 model Teslas, if you got the, the black, it comes with a little wood paneling. Really? Yeah, like I have a little like a little bit of wood, a little strip on the dash, and then like the center center console. If you got it closed, has a so, has wood would that would that would that be a fun bisexual lesbian band name? A little bit of wood. Is that what we're question. going for? What, what color is your Tesla? It's blue. Like your uh, FJ Cruiser? It's not that blue. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not blue like our microphones here. This this one is. Uh, yeah, that one was like. I, I always said of the FJ Cruiser, that one is midlife crisis blue. <laughs> like, it's just like toy car, like, hey, notice me, look at me, look at me. I have an unusual car. I'm also, different than the rest I, of society. Also, I, 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 will, I will say this. I will say this real quick. No, the, the, uh, I no, please. On that. Well, I, I, I will say this. I had an FJ Cruiser as well, and there's nothing worse than the FJ Cruiser windshield, which was completely flat. Yeah. Uh, and and awkwardly it's, small. It's like driving a submarine. It was. <laughs> like, like, where do you um, want to go? Is there wind? Mm, sorry. And if anyone kicks up a rock, it's going to shatter the whole fucking thing because it's I'm flat sorry. as fuck. Get rid of FJ Cruiser. The FJ it's Cruiser. Gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. But the it's FJ gone. Cruiser would have been money because it was the answer to the Jeep Cherokee if you were an adult. Or no, I'm sorry, the Jeep Wrangler. If you're an adult, uh, no. it was, but you couldn't take the doors off. So the Wrangler is like, guess what? We can take the doors off. I'm like, oh, that's not safe. I'm like, we've got these bar doors you can uh, drill in. You have to worry about this, that, and the other. And the FJ Cruiser is like, we have suicide doors. We have uh, air conditioned seats. There's beautiful leather. There's a sunroof. Don't mind the the, the, the six inch tall I windshield. The for a reason. The Xterra. Yeah. Well, the Xterra was a toy yeah. car. If there was ever a toy car built by so, Nissan, it was the Xterra. Get a Jeep. Get a Jeep. Also, understand if you get a Jeep, never have a conversation in it because as <laughs> soon as you go over 35 miles an hour, it sounds like you're in a goddamn tornado. Great. Uh, Jason Dick, I'll start with you because you are obviously the most famous person stand-up comic here. Wow. Uh, how? I feel insulted right now. Uh, well, well, listen, Matt feels insulted too. Okay, how? Uh, He's the producer of an award-nominated podcast. <laughs> I know. <All> right. <laughs> Who doesn't get paid at, at all? Uh, what do you? Has there been a time when you've been sick, in Many any times. way, shape, or form, where you have gotten all of the accolades and the love that Ferris Bueller has done? Oh no! You remember Never flowers really. delivered to you when you've been sick? Like, it, like. Deb was called in. Remember, they, remember that week when you uh, came back or before Amsterdam and you're like, <laughs> I'm tired. I mean, I'm sick. I'm just, I don't know what to do with my voice. And you, you didn't make it to the show that day or those those days. And uh, did you get flowers sent to you? Did you get stuff sent no, to you when you're sick? Nobody sent me flowers. Nobody. Uh... Is this because you don't make your address publicly available? <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to now, I think now's a good time if you want, if you want treats. Sent to it's weird. I guess uh, there were a handful of people, including Deb, who, when I had been sick, was like, "Do you need anything? Can I bring you anything?" I'm like, "Stay away from me. I am gross. <laughs> I I will infect all of you." 
And in this day and age, 2019, I can order everything, all right? I can favor, I can... Uh, Boy, talk about affluent stalking right uh, now. I can get whatever I want. <laughs> Don't send me shit. I buy and sell people every day. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Every time, every time, because I have your address, every time you get sick now, I'm just going to send you balloons. Because they're worthless. Because balloons are the yeah. most worthless thing you can get. Oh, as like an adult. a get well soon balloon. Yeah, yes. Like, That's <laughs> yeah. great. Like, do I? When I get well, do I suck the healing methods? Go. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Thanks so for good. giving me garbage in four days. Helium <laughs> <laughs> and plastic. I'm awesome. Thanks for. Hey, by the way, I bought a Tesla not to fuck the earth. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Mark, do you uh, do you get treats when you get sick? Do you do you? Well, first of all, I, more importantly, Jason's got an outlet where everyone in the world knows he's sick. As a famous stand-up comedian and a radio DJ host, and now part of an award-winning podcast, the planet Earth knows. Wow, planet Earth knows when he's sick. Load this on me. Load this on you. Outside of you getting on social media, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller style, you're just like. You you spray some water on um, your face. Um, you lick your palms. <laughs> you look clammy. You get hey, fresh. Are you making it worse for me. <laughs> You're like, damn. hey, by the way, I'm um, not feeling well. And my address is five nine six two five Riverside Way. If you want to send me something, address. <laughs> That's right address. Five oh eight. Five oh eight. East East Side. And if the flower guy gets mugged, you, it's your fault. Um, no, I. Don't need anything. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> you put me at, at, at a weight right here. Um, well, you're I, listen. I, I, I'm putting you on weight because you're the one no, proclaiming the Astros are going to win the World Series. So you got to carry some I weight. Say mine then. Astros winning the World Series this year. Uh, Jason <laughs> did. Yes. Love this guy. Ooh, sitting next to you. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, come on. Yo, come, listen come for a long time. Prior to medium, um, I've been in the beverage industry for a long time. Had a great time with it. Long time uh, love beverages. Long time love beverages. I've served a few drinks. I think I know a few people you know. Uh, love Dirty Bills. Uh, Leslie, I miss you. Yeah, there we go. Um, I was at 616 for a long time. As you yep, know. Kev. Uh, what's up, Kev? Yeah. You handsome Kev devil. Anderson. Love you to death. You're my bro. Uh, Going over to Red River, trying to create this. What do, what do you like about the chains there? So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, as a person who's, who's, who's done chains quite a bit, right? Secret Studio, DBs, yeah. here at Dive Bar. Um, yeah, I, I love I love the nostalgia of looking back. My, my, my gift in life has always been one thing. I've never carried the negative of, of what may have been bad that happened there. What, you know, I've always carried the good of what happened there, right? So my, my brain always goes, oh, that was a great thing. Like, I love that. I miss yeah. that. I love that. No. However, I also, there's a part of my brain that goes, yeah, but you're also, you're never going back there. And then I look at, like, we're here at Dive Bar right now. And I'm like, man, I love this, right? I mean, I love it. We, we come in, we sit down, we're, we're set up. We got the power. We got the whole thing. We're, right. Everything's dialed in. And, and my brain goes... My brain always thinks, even in present moment, nostalgia, right? So like when I started the podcast, I opened up and I'm like, I want to thank all the people that helped us out. And I'm really appreciative of that. I also want to really give respect to the people that are, that are still here with us that, that, that run us through it. And you and Jason Dick, I mean, that's this why this is a kip, pivotal piece. Yeah. Like I knew about the nomination of the podcast prior, and that's why I asked you to come. Because it's one of those things where I go, man, 
in everything we've done, in every race we've run, in everything that this dumb, crazy podcast has done, the dumber thing is, and the crazier thing is, is that we're nominated for an award in comedy. The crazier and dumber thing is that laughable, that, that caters to comics, thank you, Jason Dick, Stamp, stop, stop. global comic, is that we're, we're, we're on there and we're having fun. The crazier of crazier things is, is that a follow or a like from a bar, from Matt, I think it was a like first and a follow, and I was like, hey, you mind if we uh, maybe uh, came in and just, you know, I don't know, had some fun? And he was like, any time. And I was like, I don't think you want to tell me any time, but let's just work it on Thursdays. And he's like, of course. The crazier thing in my mind, and I'll bring this back to Ferris Bueller, because Ferris Bueller, the, the one thing that makes this movie successful, the one thing that makes him successful, the one thing that makes this whole idea successful is not him. It's the people around him yeah. that, that, that support and, and grow and make everything happen. And if you want to bring it full circle to, to the opening monologue, is, is quite simply this, is that one, you don't get anywhere by yourself, A. B, the people that support you, man, you support them as much as you can back. And, and, and C, and, and probably most importantly, is that you never forget to, in my mind, whether it's a day, week, whatever, you never forget to say thank you. You know, man, man, as I tell my daughter, manners matter. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, if, 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 if our producer, Matt, could, could jump on the microphone, he would say, he'd go, you know what, man, manners do matter a little bit. Like, as, as, as sometimes offensive these days, and, and the, the emails that came in of the Michael J. Fox carrying a plate of peas walking across the room. They didn't find that funny at all. However, not finding that funny, that's okay. But more importantly is that we are, we've, we've found this beautiful niche, we've found this thing, guests come back, we've got a wonderful and amazing support from, from Dive Bar here, uh, here in Austin, Texas, 1703 Guadalupe, don't, not afraid to give a shout out. But more, we, we found this beautiful support and this beautiful love, and we found this, this you know, I mean, Jason Dick coming on and being a co-host, and and tolerating me and, and my nonsense, and then I mean returning returning guests, you returning guests coming back and and tolerating the randomness of being like, oh, we're going to go into politics right now, like what the fuck? This nonsense, this whole craziness of everything that happens, it's a fun thing, it's a great thing, but there's no way when I started this, when I thought of this idea, when I was sitting in a bar with Jason Dick going, if I did this, <laughs> would you talk with me? And he goes, I'm gonna have to actually talk to my bosses because this is this seems like it could get me in trouble. I remember I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell him I'm gonna go talk to my boss and then Jason will forget this idea. And then, and and then, then the next day I texted him. I was like, have you like, talked oh, to your bosses? Shit. Serious about this one, huh? Serious about this one. It's a lot of fun, and it's 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 a unique play. It's um, it's different, and uh, and we're very blessed to have it. And I will I will close out with this, everyone, before you listen to my daughter sing about the first time she took a shit. I will say this: no matter what you're thinking about doing, no matter what you want to do, great ideas are a dime a dozen. They really are. Execution is something different. Execution and silence, and what I mean by execution and silence is execution and silence of 
you not sharing your idea, you not wanting to go out and make sure you grab all the best and the brightest and all, and all the fun people of your life to make sure it happens is bullshit. Share your idea. Go out and get it done. Go out and have some fun. But share your idea, incorporate and bring the businesses and people around you and go, and don't, don't ask for anything. I, when I emailed Matt back and I said, hey, you followed us, I'd like to record my podcast in your bar. Never once I say, oh, and by the way, we demand free drinks. We demand this. I need this. I go, I asked for one thing. I said, do you have internet? I have to have internet because I got to stream a movie. That's all I asked for. Matt gave us everything else. He was very kind to do everything else. You idiots that are out there with your great idea hold up in your dome going, I'm not telling anyone this until I can get it going. Shut the fuck up. Share. Sharing is caring and also sharing is the idea that gets it going. It is the thing that makes it happen. And I remember after almost a year and a half of doing this, someone goes, what if someone else does something like you and takes off? Good. I don't give a fuck. If you think that I care after all the fun I get to do, after the fact that I get to sit in this bar and hang out and laugh my ass off like we did for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you are, and, and you think I'm going to regret this moment, you're batshit fucking crazy. You're crazy. We have had people behind us that have supported us. We have people now that support us. And most importantly, we just keep doing and talking. The great thing about podcasting is, is that you get to do it. You get to do it. And we don't edit this. We get to have a lot of fun. We get to, we get to goof off. We had a great time. We get to have amazing cocktails. We got to try a peanut butter whiskey, which I, oh, yeah. I, I, I objected aggressively when it Absolutely. came out. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. So with all of that said, um, Dive Bar, I can't thank you enough. That's Jason Dick, man. Jason you. Dick, I can't thank, thank you. you enough. Thank you. Matt is a, 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 a Mark is a returning champion, intercontinental champion. He wears the belt. It's got, it's got a. I mean, he's a WWE fan, ladies and gentlemen. He is. <laughs> He has modeled his life around the Ultimate Warrior and Rowdy Roddy Piper. This is how he serves drinks. This is how, how he addresses society. And it is beautiful. And then when he's not doing that, he's hitting home runs with the Astros. This is the world that Mark lives in, returning champion. We can't do it without them. We can't do it without you listening. We can't do it without other people like Tune In and Laughable embracing us. So with that, I leave you with my daughter singing the beautiful song about the time she took her first shit. And who else has a kid who sings about the time they took a shit? No one. This girl. It's all planning. It's all planning. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Good night.